everybody and welcome to Nutty Buddy Entertainment. On today's episode, we do the great, the good, the bad, and the ugly for the Kenobi series. That's coming up right here, right now on Nutty Buddy Entertainment. Welcome back everybody to Nutty Buddy Entertainment. And on today's episode, we have a pretty big episode today. We are going to do the great, the good, the bad, and the ugly for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series uh, that we all were able to watch. And to do that with me tonight, I have Chris back with me. Chris, how's it going? Um, well, I tested positive for COVID about 24 hours ago, and that was only the second most disappointing thing uh, to happen to me in the last 24 hours. Number one was watching the finale of Obi-Wan, so that's how it's going. You reckless for that one. <laughs> and that is, <laughs> is Brian's voice. Brian, how's it going? Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. And, and Luke, Luke is back. How's it going, Luke? I, I don't get I don't get the negativity, Chris. The finale was not terrible. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta the be bar, kidding me. Right the bar now. couldn't be any lower. You gotta be oh, kidding boy. me. After episode nine, you can't possibly even say that. I would uh, take the Phantom Menace over this. Well, the Phantom Menace was a much better movie than episode nine. <laughs> so. forgot. Yeah, yeah. You, well, that makes sense for you. Yeah. For would, just everyone in the world is that's a commonly yeah. known fact that's way better than we're episode. all gentlemen here let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we might throw down a couple times because we have varying opinions which i kind of like because then we get some like positive people and some negative people and i'd like to consider myself a very balanced person i feel like brian's balanced so we're gonna get all the spectrums here uh, but we're going to start with the general um, review of this series, how we felt about uh, it afterwards, to just get an idea of how other people fell, uh, felt about it. IMDb rated it a, let's see here, uh, 7.2. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it had an 83% critic score and a 63% audience score. So... That is not good. I know it was hanging at like 56 for a while, so it actually went up. So can let's I, uh, can I can I actually I have some information on that, Ryan. I don't I don't want to hear it right now. No, no, no. The audience. <laughs> so the audience score got review bombed because they didn't like Reva. Remember all those racist things that came out? So it went from being in the 80s after episode one and two down to the down to the 50s and then there was a campaign a likely story from disney no 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 yeah. no, 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 no i, I agree about this i agree I yeah probably from disney no 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 there was a reddit campaign they tried to get fans of of star wars on the official star wars reddit to go in and get the score back up a bit because it had been of course on. if you go and if you go and look at a lot of the negative reviews it's one it's a lot of not very nice things about reba like and the actress, the actress herself. It's, Here, it's here's not, the problem not, with don't that. Don't get me wrong. I don't like her character, but it actually got review bombed by racists. That's an actual thing. Just saying. Well, well just saying. I'm not saying it's whatsoever. I'm just saying though that that's the case. Okay. First of all, let me let me just sit here. The last thing that I heard that got review bombed, I heard about this, and I I don't actually agree that that made that big of a difference. 
because the last thing that there was an article on that they like, oh, this guy got review bombed was um, King Kong versus Godzilla. There was this article out there that it got review bombed by Zack Snyder fans. And I went and looked it up and out of like a thousand and some reviews, only 40 of them were actually like negative for Zack Snyder verse or whatever. And so it just like, I'm not going to sit there and go through every single audience, you know, thing. But even if it's like 50 people who review bombed it, that's not like enough to make that huge of a difference. And if you had people going the other way with it, it's like then it's balanced out. So maybe it's right where it should be then. Uh, it would be, be my closer. argument. It could be closer. Now, I'm simply saying that. Do you remember when all that stuff was happening? Where, I heard it. Yeah. You had to have Ewan McGregor make a little message because people were going. That's to, that's when to, it went from being wherever it actually was. And then they found it on there and the whole bunch of. They're not even like real racists. It's people who are mad at Star Wars for making these things. You know, they pretend to be racist because they can do it on the Internet. And they go and they make like 87 accounts and go you can't trust the internet is what i'm getting at ryan right but you also can't trust media articles that are um shilling for disney <laughs> i don't like using that word because it, i think it gets worse reading the reddit forms uh, i'm just not, telling not, you not i'm just article. telling you just saying, ryan, just i'm just telling you but what, let's let's go let's go beyond that because we're not gonna like we don't really know the whole truth of it the point is it is at 63 percent i know but i do agree with you obviously there was racist stuff that was being said to her which we don't condone but really the the truth of the matter people are jerks on the internet to everybody so it's like everybody gets hate and we just hear more about it from disney's side for some reason but anyway um let's just go with brian brian you were quiet what did you think of this series in general before we get into specifics um I guess I, I'm glad we got a Kenobi story out of it. It's not the story I was hoping for. Um, but all in all, you know, it, it was okay. It has its moments of, like, being really good and, like, some really cool fight scenes. And getting to see um, Vader and Kenobi interacting was great. But um, other than that, the story was just lacking. You know, it, it had its ups and downs, and unfortunately it was more towards the downs but i feel like towards the end it kind of narrowed itself out of being like an okay show okay yeah uh what about you chris how did you feel about the the kenobi series well uh you know i care probably too much about the canon being you know a big star wars guy since i was a kid i like the eu i like the old canon um I don't know what, what much of a point there was to this show besides you see all these things that you've already seen before. Don't you enjoy seeing the things and the characters and the places and the locations and the objects you've already seen? Doesn't that make a show good? When Palpatine shows up at the end, doesn't that make a show good? Don't you feel good inside? <laughs> Didn't the uh, synapses in your brain fire up when you saw... Obi-Wan handling Luke's toy that he holds on to for two seconds in the original Star Wars. It's called nostalgia bombing. Yeah, that's what I think about this show. <laughs> so very disappointed. Um, we will talk about canon stuff because I'm, I largely agree with you. I was, I'm very big into the canon and the story and stuff. And, uh, but uh, Luke, I know you, you feel very good about this show. So do you want to just tell how, how you feel and why? All right, so I don't get why we care so much about the side other characters. We, this is a show called Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
Was there extra stuff put in? Yes. Do we care about the extra stuff put in? Not really. Not really. All right. That's it's just how it is. We got Hayden Christensen both as Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader. We got Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And the stuff that they did was awesome. So in the grand scheme of things, people that have issues with it, I'm not saying you're wrong to have issues with it. That's so that's totally fine. You guys can have whatever issues with it. And if I sat here and nitpicked it, <laughs> sure, I can nitpick it. But in the same way that episode seven, The Force Awakens felt it felt right. Like it had the Star Wars feel to it. It had the Star Wars feel to it throughout the whole show, unlike the Boba Fett show. It didn't really feel, it didn't have the right feeling, in my opinion. This felt right, even though I didn't like the chase scene with Leia. You know, like, you know, oh, we'll get into that. Yeah, you can <laughs> okay, get into yeah. that stuff. But in the grand scheme of it, I'm going to remember that we had that sweet showdown in the final episode with Anakin and Obi-Wan and that we had the cool training scene in the episode before that. That's what I'm going to remember. And it was awesome. And I'm glad we got it. And if you had told me after episode three that we were going to get more of these guys, I don't think anyone would have said, oh yeah, that's going to happen. People will be okay with that. So I was a fan. <laughs> that, that's, that's good. I wish we could, I wish I could watch movies like you, Luke. I <laughs> wish I could. Um, I would say it's, 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 it's Nick picking um, if, there's like one or two things and you're like, oh, and you're just grabbing those two things and clinging onto them. Uh, we got a list here. I got a list here of uh, a number, dozens of things that I'm not. And at some point it's sucks. no longer. <laughs> it probably does. <laughs> but that nitpick. And, you know, that's what I'm going to say about this movie is like, I mean, movie, this series that I, I thought there were high highs and low lows. Like I, there were some things that I really loved about this show and there were some things I absolutely didn't like. And so, you know, when inconsistent is what I would say about this series to me. Like the writing's inconsistent. Some writing was really great. We talked about some Luke and we'll talk about it as we get into the specifics. Some of the writing was like lazy and awful to me. Like, so I just feel like if it's a Kenobi series and you're like, we love uh, Hayden and we love uh, Ewing McGregor. Listen, mm -hmm. I'm all for that, but you got you got to put your best people on this. You can't give us this type of series, okay? And you can't tell the story you want to tell. You you got to tell the story that makes sense to the canon that's already established. And to me, the fact is that they went and took liberties with that canon shows that they really don't respect what came before it, and that I have a problem with. You should show respect and honor to what George established as canon, and they didn't do that. So that's why I'm so conflicted with this series. If this came out and we didn't have episode four, five, and six, I would actually like it, I think, more. But because I'm, I'm thinking of everything around it, I just I have us, a problem. Ryan. Some of us saw episode seven, eight, and nine, and we're just happy with what we just got because it's way better than what we just got. <laughs> to, to be fair to your point, I probably would rather rewatch the series than rewatch the sequel trilogy. I will. I'll probably? give you that. Probably? Yeah. Probably. Strong. Probably. Absolutely. Probably? I would. Absolutely. I would. Absolutely. Okay. I would. Okay. Probably I'll, is agreed. That's an egregious word there. For how bad <laughs> you're right. That was like on the fence that you're right. Okay. That's fair. I would skip the first four episodes. I think you watch the last two. I think that's where I'd go anyway. Okay. You guys ready to get into some of the specifics of this series? Okay. Let's start with the great, the great, 
Um, I know, Luke, we're going to start with someone else because, Luke, I think you're going to just bring up greats throughout this entire show like you did with Star Wars, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. So let's no, no. Okay. You're just you're just high on life. Uh, Let's start with Brian. Brian, what was one of your greats in this episode? I mean, in this series? Um, My first great off the bat is going to be Kenobi, a.k.a. Ewan McGregor. Um, I think he he pretty much carried the show. Um, throughout he was the one constant throughout here where I thought it was a really good progression throughout of him you know not being able to use the force in the beginning you know not being really wanting to uh, help Leia and uh, her family get her back and you know finally finding his way getting past like what Anakin had turned into all the way to the end getting his powers back I thought he did an excellent job um, with what he was given and uh, yeah he, he was great in this series. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. He, his acting was phenomenal. Can I just add uh, Hayden Christensen as well? It was really nice to see him as well. I think he's part of my great. So I'm just going to add him in there. The relationship, them two on screen, that flashback scene I had as a great. And I, I'm probably taking them all. But th- those, I think, encompass both Obi-Wan and Anakin in this series. I thought they both did really well. Uh, Chris, what's your first great? Um. In a vacuum, I think probably the coolest moment in the entire series, um, even though I don't didn't really care for the fight, the uh, final duel in general, I thought the moment when uh, he breaks up Vader's mask and so you see Hayden's face and then the voice box was going nuts and it was switching between you know, James Earl Jones voice to Hayden's normal speaking voice to like a weird mix of the two going back and forth. Um, just the weird body hoarder of his nasty bald head. Um, that I thought was extremely cool. Best moment of the series. So that would be a great for me. Yeah, that was really epic. Um, anyone else have anything to add to that scene that yeah, you know, I almost wish we got to see more of Hayden with the helmet off, but it doesn't really make too much sense as he he needs that to survive, basically. But I mean, anytime that we kind of got to see glimpses of him as Vader was just awesome. Yeah. And this is one of the greats I have with the writing. And this is what I mean, like there, there was some great moments is um, and I talked to I think Luke about this already, but like how it it was the opposite side of the mask that ahsoka cut off so ahsoka cut off i think the right side obi-wan the left side and they were like and it's like symbolism because if only luke could take the whole helmet off so like they had forethought on that like you know and uh ahsoka couldn't totally reach anakin neither could obi-wan but Luke could. And I thought that was really cool how they did that. So that was a great writing moment in my opinion. Luke. Oh, oh, go ahead, Chris. So is it kind of bad that Vader got like sunned by both of these characters in fights? Like, you know, Vader is supposed to be like, you know, this undefeatable guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I guess he's gotten his butt kicked. I mean, I haven't watched the other one with Ahsoka, but you know, you know what I mean? Is that good or bad? He, didn't, he sure. didn't, he didn't lose to Ahsoka. No. Um, 
that it just happened in the, in the uh in the fight scene itself which if you were to argue that darth vader should not have lost to obi-wan in this case that is a fair argument that he was a broken man and if if that's how you if that's a criticism that you have, I I get that. I guess for me, I thought that no, that it's not really a criticism. It's just you know our image of Vader is what it is, and then it's like, oh, he kind of got <laughs> humiliated, well, <laughs> which I guess sort of makes sense in the story. But I, right. For- so so Ahsoka didn't beat him. She just got cut his half his mask off. And then I, he needed to be, uh, she actually needed to be saved from Vader. I think Vader would have killed her. Um, I did actually in the Canon before Ezra changed, I should probably be quiet because this is spoiler territory for right. 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 We don't want to get too, too deep (laughs) into it. And then the other, the other thing with Obi-Wan, um, I will we'll talk about that fight scene because again it was such a great fight scene but I have my problems with it where there's great I, moments in it and there was some bad ones. I actually think it makes sense that he lost. I this is still 10 years from where we left off mm-hmm. in the other episode as well as like Kenobi is not fighting Anakin. He's fighting Vader. Vader is not he does not have the same fighting style as Anakin. He has to be a little bit more aggressive because of his limited mobility with his suit as well as he has all this robotics and stuff like that so he's not going to be at the same you know level he was as anakin so okay there was a couple shots though in this where he was moving pretty quick like it immediately like clicked in my brain i'm like dude's looking pretty spry for a guy in a robot suit um so (laughs) that would be the inconsistent writing i would say yeah but i mean also, he, he was moving quick at first, but then as the fight went on, he progressively yeah. slowed down because he couldn't maintain that. Where with the um, fight scene he had with young Padawan Anakin, you know, he he maintained that speed all throughout. So I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was a good progression. I, I've never thought like Vader, this fight made sense to me just because, you know, Vader mm-hmm. still has a lot to learn. And by that last conversation he had with um, uh, the... Palpatine like he still has this emotion towards Kenobi that we don't see in a new hope you know yeah everything Brian just said I would I would double down on I thought that the entire fight that whole scene all made sense to me I know you there's things that you don't like about Ryan we already talked about but I liked most everything about that from the standpoint of he has a blind spot when it comes to Obi-Wan, which makes sense, the dark side of the force mm-hmm. when you're allowing that, it's all about emotion. It's like the opposite of how the Jedi are trained, you know, to, to let your feelings go. Don't let them over, you know, think clearly. All, all the stuff that he's supposed to be doing to make him most effective in a, in a battle scenario, he is throwing all of that out. This is literally the one person he has the most rage for and the most this is like his his reason for existing at this moment is because he hates this guy and he wants to see him all the negative things happen to him of course he's going to have a blind spot when it comes to acting Mm -hmm. you know smart Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i thought that was good yeah so i loved that you were asking about specific things about that scene when he's talking to him with his mask off sorry i'm just going to cut into my great so go ahead yeah yeah go ahead unless you had something you needed to say but no um, go ahead when when Anakin like 
cracks a smile behind like you didn't you didn't kill mm-hmm. Anakin Skywalker I did mm-hmm. like that whole thing that has been missing you said the, the comment that was made I don't know if it was you or Chris it said like this show whatever it, it accomplished and all that stuff to me it the everything about these six episodes I just view it as one thing it built up to that exact moment and that moment is like perfect <laughs> like that's that's like a perfect scene that we that that bridges a gap to to episode three and episode four because it didn't make sense that obi-wan kenobi was just oh whatever yeah your father died luke yeah you know what i said was true from a certain point of view and this and it's like how can you say that like this guy because of that scene right there that made it all make sense to where this guy is completely my my Padawan. Mm-hmm. This guy is gone. He's one hundred percent gone. There is no getting him back. That was that was also the first time that we've actually seen like I guess like like a like a menace craziness from Darth Vader. Yeah, I kind of didn't this like that part all, though. This guy is clear. Yeah, evil. this guy is clear evil. You, all you get from him we, we saw him killing kids in episode three yeah like I did. <laughs> he was just following orders no no no, no, no. <laughs> okay so so real quick um you never Yoda... saw that though chris right like you never saw yeah, the, emotion you did. It. the emotion was yeah. never tied to the act right like but it was right there so mm-hmm. so the bridge you talked about, I thought was fine that the way Yoda talked to obi-wan when he was basically like you gotta go kill Anakin. Um, at the end of episode three, he's like consumed by Vader, you know, Oda, Anakin is that that was a fine bridge. I didn't need that. Explain why, you know, uh, Obi-Wan said that Vader killed his father like that. That was fine. Good enough for me. Um, the other thing, though, you said something else, Luke. And I was like, oh, um, <sighs> what else did you say, Luke? Uh, I mean, I can repeat myself. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, it was just that the the level of attention that was shown to that scene in that particular moment. Oh, I know what was it was. Per- was perfect yeah, for yeah. the whole that to me that that made the show worth it. Like I didn't really care about the other things that were whatever. I mean, yeah, it was drug out to be. I mean, well, then I, they should have made a fifteen minute long video and put it on YouTube and saved yeah. us the time. Yeah. We had Anakin, to get to that moment. But here's the thing, too. Like, the, the other thing I was going to say about him being sadist, sadistic, it almost seemed like he was being sadistic in that moment. I, I didn't like that because that was so, so like, a Joker move to me. Like, I, I thought, <laughs> I thought like, every villain needs to be Joker. I thought a Vader was always, like, a tyrant. Like, the way he was in episode three. Like, matter of fact, straight face. He wasn't, like, yeah. laughing as he's attacking Obi-Wan. And, and as these things are falling down, like, sadistically laughing at things. He was he was more concise, tyrant. And that's the way I always envisioned Vader. So I didn't like really when he care. was screaming? Like, when he was screaming, I hate you. That right, was, right. That was but really he controlled. Didn't... No, Ryan, not when it comes to Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. With everything else. But he wasn't yes. laughing or smiling. That's my point. Is like, I don't. fire. His limbs were missing. But I, <laughs> right, but that I ain't sadistic. Yeah. Brian. I, I think that shows that he's not fully Vader yet. That's that's an Anakin thing. Like that emotion and that rage, that's what we see in the end of episode three where he's, you know, fighting him and Padme is there. And that kind of shows like he's not, he 
he can't get over Kenobi. And once he does, he'll be that, you know, very um, pointed and direct Vader where he doesn't have any emotions. But right now he's not that guy yet, which who knows? I'm assuming we're going to get a Vader series at some point here. And maybe that's where we see him just become full Vader. Hmm. I thought that they showed that parallel, like when they had the blue lightsaber light on his face, when you could kind of see the. No, parallel. no, I, I love was, that scene. But, but no, no, I'm agreeing with I'm agreeing with what you're saying, Ryan, because yeah, and what Brian is saying, I think that they, I think that was intentional. I think they wanted you to see the difference between the Vader that you know. Yeah, and we're literally Anakin cutting there. open the mask, and he's seeing like Anakin's still in there as much as Vader doesn't want to believe it, he's still there. Like he's not completely dead. He still has this emotion, this connection to Obi-Wan, which we saw previous, even in like the back to tanks scenarios where they were both like, kind of like knew each other through that. So. Right. I guess I would have rather had him like yell, you know, I killed Anakin kind of something like that. Like I, I don't want like his, he's never been like, I never thought of, Vader smiling behind the mask. Right. I never, I never thought of that. Like he, this, he's just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just feel like it's a Joker move. I'm just like, everybody needs to be Joker nowadays. All the villains need to be smiling and laughing when they're doing evil things and not like, it's like, I don't need that. That's I okay. Cracked. I think he cracked like a slight grin. I don't believe there was any. No, it was, it was a smile. It was a smile. He wasn't laughing. Come on. Well, basically, Ryan, he couldn't laugh on. because he couldn't breathe. No, no, <laughs> like, no you're, letting, couldn't you're, breathe. You're, you're taking your negative bias here. No, no I'm just telling you, what? I don't need a smile from Vader. He's supposed to be so authoritarian. With that scene, I had one question though. So when um, Vader threw the rocks on top of uh, Obi-Wan, and he's trying to get them above. He has this flash scene of like Leia. So are we to believe that Obi-Wan is like tapping into like his emotions to like move stuff and like get back into the fight? So does that mean he's tapping into the dark side? I don't know. Like what? Like it was to me like that, that moment was kind of dumb. That was the uh, one thing I'm like, I was rewatching. I'm like, huh, he's really going into his emotions to fight now. I'm like, isn't that a little... <laughs> I I like that. I'm with you. Okay, real quick. I do want to get my other great in real quick, which which is kind of funny because it sounds like I'm trashing him. But Vader was great in this (laughs) series for the most part. Um, When he entered the mining town to like draw Obi-Wan out and he's like dragging people through the dirt and like, you know, choking them and snapping their necks, like that kind of stuff. I'm just like, that is so Vader. Um, How he... Um, we'll talk about some of the other stuff associated. And this is why I just like the writing so inconsistent when he dragged Obi-Wan through the fire to be like, I'm going to make you suffer and basically go through what I went through and like put him in the fire. That was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, the fight scene, most of it, I, I really liked the fight scene for the most part that that last one uh, when he grabbed the ship. That was cool. That was like probably one of my favorite moments. And then the way he just toyed with Riva that fight scene as well so Vader to me uh is in my greats for this series I I had him in my good um just because of come some of the inconsistencies but I mean all those stuff that you were talking about those scenes where yeah that that scene that um with the ship taking off and him grabbing it and pulling it down was probably my favorite scene with him in it um mm-hmm. I I like 
the fight scenes that he was in, but I don't know. Some of the camera work that they were choosing to do with it kind of took me out a little bit. Um, it was a little too like up close. Um, I wish it, I just wish it was more of like a wider angle and we just got to see the entire kind of battle play out, um, especially with like that scene where he's fighting Riva. She's very like low to the ground and we can't even see all of her during a lot of it. And it's very just like close up. And I don't know if that's maybe because of like the Vader suit and the height difference and stuff. And maybe that's why they had to shoot it a little bit different um, where they could still have like Hayden playing him. But, um, but yeah, he's still in my good as well. I, I, I enjoyed him. I liked that we got this out of him and we got to see more of like Vader. Cause it's a very narrow point that we see in like the late later movies because he's fully developed. He is that character. We kind of see what's leading up to that. That's fair. That's fair. I like that. Um, any other greats, guys? Yes. If if you've ever played a Star Wars video game in which you can be Darth Vader, everyone that has done this knows that one of his all-time moves that you can do in any video game is you can boomerang your lightsaber back to you. <laughs> that is always a Darth Vader. It's one of the first things you can do. And that has never been on screen before in live action until now. And it was fantastic. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> yeah, I, I just th- thought overall they did a pretty great job with Vader, even though I do. I agree with like what Brian was saying about inconsistencies, which we'll get into and stuff like that. But that that goes to where where when we get to it, I'm going to about the writing. Um, but anyway, yeah, and then I had one more great um, the the flashback scenes that we got. I thought those were all great. Um, the first one that we got when they're in the Jedi Temple and the the younglings are kind of like battling their way out, and then what we got with just um, both that episode where they're both fighting, and it's such a great example of like tying you know what's going on in the current world to what was going on back then and showing you like. These two characters aren't too much different from right now. Vader's still Vader. He's still headstrong and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, also just like, I, I like that we got to see the clones that were not CGI and like actual people in them. Like it looked like the armor that was so cool to see. Yeah. The only question I have about that scene that I agree, by the way, the flashback scenes, the, the but the Order 66 scene uh, which is always cool to get in any form of media, like go back. Mm-hmm. Um, so the stormtroopers like came and they like shot down what's the whatever Jedi Master it was, and then they just left as the kids all gathered around her. I was like, why didn't the stormtroopers like go after oh, the kids? Uh, the Jedi killed mm-hmm. killed them, I believe. Okay, uh, yeah. I must have missed that. I thought some of them were still alive. Go ahead, Chris. No, I got a question about that. Um, in the last episode. When Reva's having like her little like mental breakdown or whatever because she can't kill Luke and it's like flashbacking to that moment and she sees like Anakin, you know, like doing his thing. Like, mm-hmm. how did she survive? Because he was kind of killing like everything. And we're like, get into that in the ugly, Chris. You're yeah, gonna we're, we're gonna get yeah, we're gonna get in a couple that. sections. All right, <laughs> yeah, we will we will come back to that. Yeah, we'll come back to that. I promise you. Uh, Luke, did you have something, or were you going to answer Chris's question? Oh no, no, no. That that's that's an unfortunate thing. That yeah, was... we'll talk about that. Yeah. So uh, no, but another great. I feel like at least one of us has this in the good. But I can tell you that my initial fear, as soon as this show started, 
was that judge away maybe it's rude but anytime you have child actors i'm always concerned Mm -hmm. i'm just always concerned every single time just oh that a lot it's a lot that was all of us when leia showed up and we're like oh this isn't a brief thing it's like oh no it's like (laughs) oh first of all because you just you want it to be really good and that's a lot to put on a kid yeah like just you just know that it's not and not a good track record yeah correct (laughs) so i'm gonna put that as a great that the the child actress for leia was probably the best i can recall a child actor being i don't i can't remember a time where i thought to myself her the him or her whatever with boy or girl kid actor this is a princess leia is like a major big deal (laughs) has to be a huge deal imagine being a small kid with that on you know okay not not to say that you know this is important or anything but like everyone will hate you if you screw this up sure sure Um, i thought she was as good as you could have possibly asked for like that that is as good as you can ask for a a child actor to be so i thought that was a great thing because my initial fear was i'm going to think of this show and i'm going to think of oh because of the of this situation instead we're thinking about the writing and the things not making sense and none of us are thinking to ourselves oh this was bad because of the so she did great that was great. Yeah. 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 I actually have her in my good. I was, but we'll talk a little bit why she's in my, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit why she was just in my good instead of great, but the actress deserves great. That's what I'm, yes. That's what I'm saying. And and like disclaimer, every actress and they only can do as good as what they're given. So for the most part, even like Reva, like she was well acted. Her performance was good but this is the way they wanted the character to be. So when we talk about her, you know, it just realize it's about the character or the writing, maybe the writing too. Should we just so. throw acting as a whole in there? Because yeah, like, yeah it was just throw acting. Acting people, was great. People, well, people, people judged Hayden Christensen for years based off of dialogue that he had no business writing or being in charge of. So he was judged for saying these ridiculous things that no human on the face of the earth could possibly make sound normal. You right. put him in this situation where... The only things he says make sense. And it's like, wow, he's really good. He's yeah. a really good actor. It's like, oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, that's fair. But we did the great, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that's one thing we mentioned when we were doing the sequels is how well his acting was. But the dialogue was awful. <laughs> I mean, come on, whatever. Okay. Are we ready to move on to the good? Oh, go ahead, uh, Chris. I have one great because you're not talking about the best character that was introduced in this entire series. Of course, I'm talking about Freck, the truck driver. We want <laughs> more Freck. Uh, was he, um, he was played by someone kind of, was it Zach, Zach Braff? Braff? Zach yes, Braff, yeah. Zach Braff. I love him. I loved him in Scrubs. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite yeah. shows. So He turned Obi-Wan mm-hmm. in. I hope he gets lightsabered. <laughs> hey, a mole rat guy has got to make his way through the empire however he can so no judgment for me for me for freck yeah it was it was he fell for the bad propaganda that the empire yeah. was spitting yeah. yeah yeah okay let's go to the good guys good the good that's okay that's good that's all right that's okay um, let's start with, um, maybe, maybe we could start with Leia because we already talked about, touched on her. Uh, Brian, you said she is in your good. You want to give us the reason why she's in your good? Yeah. I, especially after I rewatched it, cause 
I don't know, going into it, a little worried, especially with some of the scenes she was in the first episode. Obviously, the running was like, it didn't really oh, we'll flow get to the running. sense. Yeah, yeah but, I got it here. But <laughs> like like Luke was saying, like her acting was very good. What we got out story-wise with um, Leia, it kind of made sense. You know, it did break canon and they didn't they did a sloppy job of really connecting it but all in all for like a storyline and i can i can see something else happening with her and getting more out of it because we know that her and vader have some sort of like relationship or something so maybe we'll see them interacting um in something in the future um but yeah i think they did a good job with her uh, yeah, I had her in my good too, but I mainly because I felt like the writing again, this is where I think they hit it. The personality of Leia was really spot on to me. Like I went and watched episode four and I'm like, yeah, I could totally see this young little kid at times. She was bratty. Okay. But like 10 year olds are right. 10 year olds are bratty. So I thought it was perfect for the age she was, but you could see how that little girl turned into Leia in, in episode four. And I thought the writers did really good with that. Now, with that being said, the reason why she's in my good is because she shouldn't have been in this series. Leia should not have been in this series. Lazy writing, lazy writing. So great for Leia as an mm -hmm. actress and, and, and well-written to match the character, but she should not have been in this series. Sorry. That's where I stand on that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Any other good or anything else to add to Leia? Any other good? I thought Lola was a neat addition. It's hard to find yeah. new droids. Yeah, sure. Marketing opportunity. Merchandising. Well, I mean, cool. you know, any, Star Wars is cool when you add, you know, it's, I would say, uh, well, we'll get to the bad and stuff later, but, you know, some of the coolest stuff is, you know, the practical effects with the, the different species and things like, we didn't get a whole lot of that. That's, that's in my other. Breck looked pretty, uh, you know, tactical. Can I, can I put in my good no cybernetics in this? Oh, good, sir. Good. That is a good. Okay. Uh, but, um, I yeah, I had Vader in my good, Leia. And then also I had, um, I thought the visuals were really cool, especially um, regarding the Inquisitors. They're like, their lightsabers, the ship that they had, even the base that they had, I thought was really cool. Like in the uh, chamber room for the Grand Inquisitors, like along the wall if you look it's like all the jedi lightsabers like lined up in a row and like a display case like surrounding the entire thing i thought it had some really cool like visual effects throughout it i can't believe how much jedi are surviving order 66 though like that's the one thing about disney star wars i don't understand is like with all those sabers and then like the what is it called? Like that tomb room where they were all those Jedi's was was there and they were all dead. Uh, it was kind of like a cool thing to see. But then I'm like, so Order 66 was supposed to wipe out like almost all the Jedi. But we're seeing like like a bunch of Jedi still being alive. So I don't know. It, it's sort of interesting that they're kind of messing with that part of canon as well. Um, I, would like to, I would like to counter that. Describe all all of the Jedi that have have survived Order 66. Like, well, you got to subtract all of them that died in Geonosis, right? So there was like 10,000 or whatever. That's not Order 66, so. What's that? That's right, no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. So then after you shrink it down from that amount, right, then you got to go to Order 66 and then you shrink it down mm -hmm. even more. So 
there was something it even i'm trying to think in the new hope they said <sighs> their light has all but gone out of this galaxy yeah basically imply like man i can't remember what was but it was basically like all of them were dead that i mean even like the the empire they're like uh they like mock vader for his ancient religion because you know they haven't seen a ton of things happen with the force or jedi out there or whatever and it's like and i know that's 10 years from now but you think like if it's ancient that should be something that happened a while back that they're kind of mocking you know what i'm saying well um yeah i mean i'm sure a zoomer would look at me days away from my 31st birthday and they would consider me ancient so that's fair that's fair it's I just, true i just feel like the i guess when i think of how that would make sense looking at the the ancient i always took that since episode one two and three as you're gonna that's one of those things you're gonna have to kind of just they didn't know where they were gonna make more movies ancient ancient to me would have been like hundreds of years but in reality you have darth vader who is anakin skywalker and it's what i've been it has not been long and they Mm -hmm. could ancient religion that's just one of the things that's thrown in a movie from 1977 and then they made three more movies later mm-hmm. that they didn't know they were going to make well no so, george always yeah. knew he was going to make the sequel that's why he started an episode yeah. i mean the uh prequels because that's why he started in episode four he even said in an interview one time that he just didn't have the technology for one two and three and that's why he waited to make one two and three i think that like you're right luke ancient is something like hundreds of years ago but the more you like get closer to that the more like that statement sounds even more and more ridiculous is all i'm trying to point out go ahead chris um i i you know had to be a pedant here but i do believe uh george's intent with the episode four thing originally was because he want he was trying to make it he was trying to make star wars as a tribute to like the flash gordon serials that you would watch on like saturday on tv and you would just jump in and it'd be episode 17 of the flash gordon adventures and so episode four was just his way it was just a silly thing to be like this is part of an ongoing series and you're watching the fourth entry it wasn't it wasn't like a serious like i know he had treatments alleged he said way back nine movies but i think originally because originally it was just star wars and then they changed it to episode four at some point um but i believe that was just his thing was it was like a little easter egg to be so george lied to us is what you're saying yeah i'm or he or he changed his mind at some point or option three i'm talking completely out of my butt but that <laughs> oh so that. so you're saying what you're saying is basically your head canon, what you think george was thinking <laughs> and george is telling us listen i had this in mind i wanted technology yeah. to advance before i showed mm-hmm. the thriving the thriving republic and all this stuff but no no we'll go with chris's head canon. <laughs> i'm just kidding uh luke good that fits with not not to throw my star wars weight around and my my privilege of being at the star wars celebration thing in california but we were in the room and i'm i'm gonna do a terrible job of of knowing everyone's name and it's gonna show my lack of full star wars nerdiness but the guy who was like george lucas's first hand man back in the 70s who was responsible for writing with him the movie like empire strikes back and stuff he was the um, guy who made Kasdan. Kasdan. yes there you go 
So I was in the room for the panel with him and a bunch of other guys who helped make the sh make the the ships and make all the props and make all the stuff. And they talked about it was the it was the lights and sound, whatever panel from from the Star Wars Celebration deal. I'm terrible with that. Sorry. Um, they talked about how Chris is like spot on on that. That it was all about this Flash Gordon thing. He was obsessed with that at the time, and he wanted he had all these things. And these guys would go in and. They say, hey, George, what do you think about making this and this and this? He's like, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Try it. <laughs> so like they, they come with like four different ideas and, and he'd look at them at the four and he'd be like, I like that one. And they're cool. So they go work on that. And they, like it, it all just kind of was on a whim. That's kind of just how he was. And every single person who worked on those movies has their own impersonation of George Lucas, which is hilarious. And mm -hmm. he all comes across as just like to every single one of them. He just comes across as a guy that's kind of like, Oh, yeah sure whatever like you know, like that's just how it was so i guess that's how you end up with you know luke and leia being brother and sister all of a sudden and then mm -hmm. you know, th things like that i guess to me that's why i've always kind of looked at the specific language like when you're like sitting on a a phrase like in this case the ancient religion or the exact words that princess leia used with r2d2 and i always looked at it more I should say, and this is just one example, but I always looked at it more like, you know how you would tell a story to someone and then that person would tell a story to someone and between like the two of you, things would get lost in translation. Not that it, you need it to not make sense or it, you should, it shouldn't make, not, not that you want things not making sense, but just the fact that it's kind of all in the ballpark is good is, to me, that's fine. Like this ancient religion, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care that that really doesn't make perfect sense because that guy could be wrong in what he's saying he thought it's an ancient religion it's really not an ancient religion oh she thought that this was this was the better way to say this but we didn't hear her say that it was the best way to say it like i've always been able to explain those little things away just in this type of thing it just needs to not break the actual canon like the rules of the canon for me for it to be terrible we'll talk so, about that well i guess what i'm getting at is is the whole premise of the show of Princess Leia being in it and knowing who Obi-Wan Kenobi is beforehand, which is why she went to turn to him in their most desperate hour, even though that doesn't make perfect sense with what she said. Oh, well, she phrased it in a way that you, you serve with my father. She didn't say we went on an adventure together and we went to this and this. So it's wrong and it's terrible. I guess to me, it makes more sense that she knew that he was a guy and she could have any number of reasons for not including the full phrase. I'm okay with that. I wouldn't be okay with, I guess, with other things like, like Hayden Christensen, Anakin Skywalker, stabbing Reva, Reva straight through the thing and then her just being okay. Like I, <laughs> certain, certain things are like, that doesn't make sense, but those things don't like, I'm able, I, to me, it's just like, it was, 50 years ago or how many years ago like it's not that big of a deal i guess does that make sense well i, I get I, it am i wrong like am i nuts mm -hmm. I no, I, no, no 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 i agree with you entertainment we all watch it for different reasons so you know you're not wrong because that's your opinion i would say though like the difference is is like if you know with the ancient religion thing it's like it could be hyperbole you can look at it as like hyperbole he's just said it because he's like oh that, that was so long ago but the closer you get like let's say if we're like you know two years before that statement it becomes more and more unbelievable like okay that was just you're just not respecting what was written i guess for me 
when it comes to Leia, it's like George set it up. He he had his canon. He set it up. Okay, now you're telling a story in between. It's your job to make that fit. And I don't I just don't use Leia. Like it's that simple. Just don't use Leia. Or I mean, this is a little goofy, but or give Obi Wan a different name. Like when he rescues Leia, call himself Ralph. I'm Ralph. I'm here to save you. <laughs> then then oh then you 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 totally like avoid that problem like it, i don't think it's that hard personally but um i guess i've never written a show before I, I, she, she don't seem too upset when he dies in star wars i'm gonna say that much i i, I uh, yeah we'll talk about that yeah so um any other gro- good do we got any other goods i got one I, uh qui-gon Jin showing up that's in my good i'm surprised nobody mentioned it i will say the only reason five seconds Right. Well, I know, but it was cool to see Qui-Gon Jinn again. Yeah. Um, for me, that hit the, the what, what do you call it? The dopamine hit or whatever it is, or like <laughs> off, whatever it is uh, yeah. in my head, because it's so cool. But um, there is problems with that. Number one, uh, Canon, George Lucas never meant for Qui-Gon to have finished his training. So he was never able to show his actual physical self with the force. It was only his voice. So it, they broke that Canon. And then the other thing was the moment, the moment um, it was kind of like they threw it in there, just throw it in there. I felt like they could have used Qui-Gon for a much more powerful moment than just, or like in the moment when, when, when Obi-Wan's at his lowest and he's trying to hold up, like, like Qui-Gon showing up, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but I just felt like it was a cool moment, but they misused it. It was, it could have been utilized so much better to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have him, have him like show up to do a pep talk. Right. I thought it would, would have been super cool if like, as he's waiting on the exact terrain that avatar fought fire King Ozai, that he like would have sat there and like, you know how in episode one, how Qui-Gon like sat and meditated you know, waiting for the thing to open. I thought it would have been really cool and like paid homage to his master if he would have sat the same exact position and meditated. And then Qui-Gon came and like talked to him right before Vader came. I thought that would have been sweet. But yeah, like maybe at some point in the last 10 years when Obi-Wan is like living in a cave by himself and he's chopping up meat to make ends meet and he feels terrible about himself and everything sucks and he needs like a pep talk maybe show up and like give him a slap on the back instead of at the very end of the series when he's like, Oh, you know what? I feel pretty good now. And he's like, see, you learn how to love yourself again. Now I'll be your friend. Yeah. We're going to talk about that because like, it's partly they explain it away. Like, Oh, he's not connected to the force anymore, but then it's just like some of the writing just doesn't make sense. What, what, you know, maybe, maybe this ties into the whole, uh, the Jedi are actually jerks thing <laughs> could, be, could be could oh, be okay you guys ready to move on to the bad yeah and yeah. you have a oh go ahead luke i didn't have any goods yeah i noticed okay. that i thought i thought a good thing is actually a thing that ryan did not like i thought it was good that they they didn't bring in other characters that they could have like for instance ahsoka or mm. other jedi were if there's a, a, a qualm I would have with the most recent Star Wars stuff is that we have to keep bringing in everyone and all these characters and all these other stuff, even like the Boba Fett show, like it turned into the Mandalorian show at the end. We need, we need mm-hmm. to keep bringing all these other guys into it that 
the universe is supposed to be a big place and yet for some reason mm-hmm. we see everyone i thought that was that mm-hmm. was actually good that they showed these jedi who are on the run if there were thousands and thousands of them and now they're down to tens i think that that still makes sense to me unlike ryan it makes sense to me that our just because order 66 doesn't mean there's all these they don't know where all these jedi are right at the moment that don't there'd be a handful of them that would get away a handful of them that are not on the battlefield they're not all soldiers it makes sense that they're running around they avoided bringing in for example they could have had cal kestis they could have done that i'm glad they did not it, it's too convenient that there's always they even had this random guy who was force sensitive right who was a jedi ish at the start they made him a nobody which i thought was nice they that they could mm-hmm. have kind of shoehorned in a bunch of stuff yeah i don't know what you're referring to though because it's not like i wanted any of that either no no, no. you're you were saying that all these jedi lived through order 66 and they all because there was that room where well no but they're all them. dead now they're all dead now remember well, you, like well, and then I'm, they except the like 10 lightsabers that like and that's the other like why are they giving up their lightsabers i don't quite know that but anyway we'll, we'll talk about that in a second anyway what i'm saying is i i thought it was i didn't you viewed it as a bad thing that like there's oh look at all these jedi who survived order 66 i view it as a good thing that they didn't shoehorn in all these jedi who survived order 66 that's they, that's fair they, they could have yeah they could they have, could that's have fair. done and i was kind of expecting i was kind of expecting it at some point like oh Here's this guy. Watch his watch this new show about this Jedi on, on Disney Plus. I was oh, ex- they'll get to it. They'll get to it. Well, they did have actually a bunch of Jedi that survived Order 66 in the in the show. It they were just all in that sap type thing in yeah. the, in that so so technically they did, Luke. They did um, show or the guy who what's his name? The guy who helped Ahsoka find her lightsaber in Clone Wars. He was in the in this frozen in the amber or whatever from fringe all right yeah, yeah. um i was like you know you know what i'm talking about um yeah yeah, yep. yeah. Oh, what's his name yeah anyway okay John Noble. Like, i'm not even gonna know his name I'm, I'm oh, no. okay. <laughs> are we ready to move on to the bad now okay let's go yes, to the bad. the bad So with the bad, Chris, since you didn't have a good, why don't you give us your first bad? Um, okay, here's here's this is like such a random one, but I just watched the last episode. That really, really weird interstitial scene when they go back to Tatooine at the start of the episode and they're like waiting in like a drink line and then some like bully guy like bops in and like shoves some guy all the way and then like Ray- Reva like says something to him. What was that? Why would we have like 15 seconds of this like bully on Tatooine and everyone's like, oh, I don't like him. Well, he was in it previously. Oh, he was? Yeah, he was the taskmaster. <laughs> oh, that Kenobi was working. Okay. <laughs> wow. From okay. the first from the first episode when he pushed a guy because he wanted more money. So we're supposed oh, to remember okay. that and right. have a connection. Yeah. Okay. Full circle on that guy's character arc, I guess. He was a jerk in episode one and he was a jerk in episode six. Yeah. How did you not know? Come on, man. Gotta connect yeah. that. Well, here's the All thing right. though. Why would why would why would Reva care that she was being a jerk though? That's the only other thing. Like she's bad. Yeah. She's evil. Like anyway. Yeah. Um <laughs> Brian, uh, what's your first bad? Um, my first bad was um 
the, I guess I'll start with, uh, Qui-Gon. <laughs> you got like 80 there? No, I'm just no, kidding. no. I was, I just, I'm debating if we should get into the writing and story, but we'll, I'll, I'll wait on that. Um, I first was Qui-Gon not being in it more. I, I, it was nice to see him at the end, but I was, I was hoping to see him more, especially during like the, uh, last episode, having him talk to Qui-Gon before he battled Vader, I think that would have hit a lot harder than just Listen. having him show up at the very end of the episode. So, Listen, Liam Neeson films like five old man fights a terrorist or a gang or a drug dealer movies a year. He can't simply visit, put Star Wars in his schedule. <laughs> so that's why. I guess. And, okay. And I thought I, I agree with you, Brian. So remember the first lesson that um, Qui-Gon taught Obi-Wan was, do you guys remember the, the Oh be, yeah, totally. Yeah. No. Be mindful of the present, you know, don't, because he's like, uh, I have a bad feeling about this. And he's like, your mind needs to be in the here and now mm. uh, that would have been a great pep talk for him in that moment, instead of focusing on the past, you need to be present. You need to be in the here and now. So last in the mm -hmm. episode one, he was talking about the future because Yoda said it's okay to be mindful of the future. And he's like, well, not at the expense of the present. And I was like, that would have been so cool if that's the pep talk that Qui-Gon would have gave him. Be like, don't be mm -hmm. focused on the past. Remember, you got to be in the present. You can't you can't be in the past at the expense of the present. I thought that would have been awesome. Uh, Luke, you had something to say? In, in this show's defense, not that I'm disagreeing with you, that wouldn't have been cool. In this show's defense, that was what, 1999? So so it would have required some effort to write like a good scene? Yeah, I guess that would, that in or, the show's defense. Or, or I'm just simply saying, Obi-Wan, an old man, having to remember, like, don't you, like, that's not gonna be on the top of his, of his mind in that moment. I thought that it made sense that he had not developed the proper connection since he couldn't let go of Anakin. And then he finally let go of what happened with Anakin. And then he was able to see Qui-Gon. I thought that made sense. I thought that uh, made sense. It would have been cool. You're absolutely right. But I just thought it made sense that once he was past that, then he was ready for it. I, it can be cheap and whatever to get you excited for season two and all that. But it just, to me, that part of it made sense, actually. Merchandising opportunity. I would have liked more Liam Neeson. I'm with you. I would have, would have liked more Liam Neeson. It just, to me, the timing of that made sense. Uh, go ahead, Chris. No, actually, I, I was going to talk about, uh, I, I have a feeling this is going to come up later from one of your things. So I'm going to, I'm going to let that thought go. Okay. Well, write it down just in case I, I don't bring it up. Okay. okay? Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, but I agree. I felt like the Qui-Gon Jinn moment could have been more powerful. That's all I'm saying. Like, it kind of was just like, shoot it. Like you said, Luke, it's so, sort of like, Hey, next season, let's see how, where this goes. So, uh, Luke, do you have a bad for us? Yeah. It, the, the show in general, if you had told me we were going to get six episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi between episode three and episode four, I'd be like, oh man, how are we going to possibly squeeze a story with all of these things that we can do in six episodes? And yet somehow the episodes were not that long and I felt like we had filler. Mm -hmm. Like that's frustrating. That's really frustrating. Yeah. Not it, it, because it felt like they took 
two and a half hours of content and tried to drag it into what, what, what was the extent of it? Three and a half hours. Like what was the actual runtime? I actually oh, have it right long. here. I got right here. It was three hours and 52 minutes of runtime. I took, I subtract the credits. Yep. Um, I didn't subtract the recaps though. So it was probably like what? Three forty-five. We'll, we'll, right we'll go 340 even like yeah. three and a half 340 yeah. so yeah. like if you were to tell me that we had three and a half even just three and a half hours of obi-wan kenobi between episode three and episode four i would have been like oh i would like more than that and yet yeah. i feel like we spent way too much time caring about characters i did not i did not want to be watching in a show that is obi-wan kenobi which is very frustrating mm-hmm. for me that is just mm-hmm. bad. that yeah. is just yeah. bad that's that's frustrating it's a part of the reason why i didn't want leia go ahead brian oh and and remember like the we first the first week we got episode one and two out Mm -hmm. if if i would have just seen episode one and have to wait a week for like the second episode like i would have been very irritated like those two went good with each other it's just i will always say like they need to just drop all the episodes at one or they need to up their game and have a minimum of like 45 minute episodes like the last episode, it felt longer and it was just like by 10 minutes, you know, it, it'd be great to have like an hour. But even if it was just like a consistent 40, 45 and not like a short 28 is just ridiculous. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. No, I actually like that they do the weekly releases instead of dumping it all at once, um, because what happens is everyone when a show comes all out at once on a Friday, People binge watch it and by Sunday night and then by one week later, they're like completely moved on to a different thing. Um, so hmm, maybe they knew what they knew this, you know, for the last 70 years of TV. If you have content that comes out every single week, then people have something new to talk about every week. So it kind of keeps it in the in the you know cycle. So I do like weekly releases, but I 100 percent agree that also for the last 70 years of TV, dramatic TV episodes, excluding commercials, are 42 to 50 minutes, no exceptions. So we can't be getting away with this 31-minute nonsense because you don't know how to start and edit an episode at a logical endpoint. So that is highly irritating to me as well. Yeah, I agree. Go ahead, Luke. It felt like that was episode four, right? That like started and was over before like oh my goodness how yeah. the credits were rolling and um well what it felt like to to me was that they in their mind thought like that episode four like okay so we're gonna have him do this we're gonna have him do this and this is gonna take this long it's gonna take this long it's gonna take this long and then they filmed it all and they realized that it wasn't long enough <laughs> like that's that's what it felt like, which to me just kind of seemed. Yeah, because again... episode four was him going into the Inquisitor stronghold, right? Yeah. With yeah. That concept, I feel like that should be something that you can spend a long time in. Just the concept of that, if you give oh, it, one hundred percent. Yeah. You give that the detail that it could have. Mm-hmm. So that to me screamed of, we need to get this out on Disney Plus by a certain date. This is as good as it's going to get. So, we're just, which is very frustrating for someone like myself who has been looking forward to this particular show yeah. more than any movie or anything that's been. Oh, yeah, 100%. This was so 
I'm I'm really again I'm really happy that I got to see you and McGregor be Obi Wan Kenobi, but I I am frustrated by like I wish it got the care that I feel like Dave Filoni and John Favreau put into the Mandalorian, and it feels like that was missing at times, mm-hmm. and that especially with like that episode in particular, I thought it was just missing. Preach, Luke, preach. That's that's my biggest. I just felt like the the show could have been cared for. Uh, better than what it was is, is my larger point to this. And I'll go into my first bad because I kind of in harmony with yours, Luke, about just wanting a show about Obi-Wan and Vader basically. And, and that connection, my first bad is Reba. Um, I, I'm surprised you have her in your bath. Well, it ugly. Yeah. It was hard because I, I have a lot of my ugly. So I wanted to, and like, I didn't entirely like I like. OK, so her story is very unique. That's what I like about her. It's like a youngling that was scarred and now is seeking vengeance. And I actually like that. Like that, like is interesting to me. It's, it's sort of like good bones. Right, right. It's sort of like when when Finn is a stormtrooper that wants to be mm. good. It's like we've never seen that before. So it's something like unique. So that's why it's in my bad and not ugly, because I felt like, man, there would be something there. Uh, but there's a lot of problems with Reva. Uh, she's very inconsistent and up and down throughout the series. Like she's supposed to be trying to get to Vader, but she like enjoys being evil at times, which, which I don't get. Uh, her goal is to get Obi-Wan, but it changes halfway through to be like, oh, I don't want Obi-Wan. I want to find this Jedi path now when she's interrogating uh, Leia, which I'm like, where did that come from? Why do you care about the path? Aren't you only worried about where Obi-Wan is? Also, how would Leia know? where that like the, she's gonna the 10 year old girl knows you tell me right now it's like she's a 10 year old girl like i mean she kind of did know but right but like <laughs> how how would she know that how would reva know that leia knows that like she they, they they captured her they they took her from where she was like it didn't it didn't make sense anyway sorry to interrupt no Continue. no 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 thanks no no that's fine um then by the time we find out what her motivation is it's like we don't care at that point, like because she fights Vader and she really should have died. Right. Like when we found out like, hey, I'm trying to kill Vader. Like, I just felt like that was poor writing just because and I think I told you, Brian, this. If they would have revealed that her goal was to get close to Vader somehow and to kill him like in episode one or episode two. I feel like we would have been more invested in her mission. Like every time she's in the room with Darth Vader, we're like, oh, is this going to be the moment? Is this going to be a moment? Every time Vader goes after her, is he going to find out, you know, so, sort of like this back and forth. I felt like we we missed that. So like, and, and not only that, but every time she has to force herself to do something evil, right? We would have been like, don't do it, Reva, don't do it because we don't want her to go all the way in. Like, I felt like we definitely, if they wanted us to be invested in this character, they really missed on it because I think if they would have revealed her intentions earlier in the show, we would at least have been invested in what she was trying to accomplish instead of revealing it in episode five, right before she basically should have died. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, that's part of my problem with Reva. I got more, but go ahead, Chris. Um, this is probably one of yours. Um, why did she go to Tatooine and want to kill Luke? That's that's was yes absolutely like the 180 of like my vengeance is to kill Vader to like no I want to kill the kid. Well, she know well she tried to kill Vader and she couldn't get to him that way. So she somehow knew that Luke was his son. Oh, so we'll he's talk like, about I'll that go too. for an, the next best thing. So yeah, but, 
but why though? Like that, I know. that well, wasn't in her. That, that kind of leads into my bad, which is the writing and storytelling oh, specifically yeah. when it comes to, um, well, Vader first off, like when he fights Kenobi drags him through the fire and then <laughs> lets him get away. But then he yells and chokes Reva for letting him get away when he did the same thing. It's like. And then in episode six, they're chasing the ship and they're like, hey, yo, we could capture like a whole bunch of people. He's like, no, we got to kill. I got to kill Kenobi. But you let him go in the third episode when you can control you can control his body. You're like, woo, and like dragging him around and like rubbing his face in the barbecue. And then, but like, oh no, the flames are back up. I can't do it anymore. My XP ran out or whatever. Yeah, it didn't even feel I like he was, he was like scared of the flames. They just never explained like why did he let him go away? Was it to, you know, get more of the, the, the rebels or something that were helping him? Well, that doesn't make sense because he let them go when he went and chased Kenobi to fight him. So they, it was just very inconsistent. And then also like, with Riva and like Leia when um, she was like interrogating her, ready to torture her. And then, you know, you get this next episode where, you know, she lets Luke survive or whatever. And then, you know, she's also wants revenge, but it just didn't make sense that she wanted to do this thing to a young girl. And then all of a sudden like, oh no, you're completely fine, whatever. No, it just that's part of it. I, I had that that Vader fire thing in my ugly. I just felt like because you, his suit is actually fireproof. Like mm-hmm. he he should he, he could have walked through that. And I thought that would have been such a great scene. Him just walking through that fire. I, I didn't even want him to put the fire out, which he did like two seconds ago. Just have him walk through the fire, which would have been sweet. Yeah. Um, the Reva thing, just to go back to that, because you mentioned about why she went after Luke. Again, that doesn't make sense. Here's a couple other things that I didn't understand. So she was obviously the smartest person in this series. Uh, she was the only one to figure like, hey, if I want to find Obi-Wan, I should look in the archives 10 years, 10 years after. Hey, why don't we check the archives and see if um, uh, Obi-Wan is is close to anyone like Anakin Vader didn't think of that like to draw Obi-Wan out and oh Bail Organa um, she found the path which nobody else could find but not only did she find the path she was able to somehow get to the end of the path before Leia got to the end of the path probably she knows parkour I was gonna say well that, that was part of my silly writing yeah um, I didn't mind the parkour thing so much. What I did annoy me was they put it in there just for the sake of putting it in there. It led to absolutely nothing. So it was completely pointless. Um, she somehow knew Obi. Well, she kind of knew Obi-Wan was going to come and save her. Right. Like, so she puts a track tractor in the droid, like thinking that Obi-Wan would escape with Leia, which I'm like, why would she have done that? That doesn't make much sense. Um, she was the one out of all the inquisitors to check the manifest that where the ship was going. She was the only one, like, remember she walked in and the fifth brother's like, you lost her. Now we'll never find, uh, you lost Obi-Wan. Now we'll never find him. No, I checked the ship's manifest. It's like, okay, why didn't the other guys think of doing that? Like where it was going. She survives two stabbings. I understand the first one. 
The second, I mean, the second one, not the first one. The second one, she tapped into the dark side. Makes sense. The first one, when she was a youngling, she should have died. Like there, there's no reason why she should have lived on that. And she's now the only person that knows she somehow knew about Anakin being Darth Vader. And now she's the only one in the universe that knows that Anakin's Darth Vader and Leia and Luke are her, his children. So that breaks canon and uh, all around Reva. So that's what my, my Reva rant didn't like her in the bat as a, as in general in this, in this series. Yeah, wouldn't the wouldn't Uncle Owen have just like immediately capped her the second she got back? Oh, you kidnapped my uh, my son, basically. <laughs> I don't think they cared too much about Luke because they didn't walk but ten yards away from their place <laughs> looking for him. So, uh, which is part of my bad as well. I, that's yeah, like a, I mean, uh, bad writing. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Uh, any any other bad guys? I'd like to point out that I don't necessarily disagree with your takes, but I don't like your phrase of what breaks canon because it didn't necessarily break it. It's adding to it because they can still change it going forward to make it still fall in line and make sense. The greatest secret that the Empire kept was who Darth Vader was. No one was ever supposed to know who Darth Vader was except the Empire... Obi-Wan and uh, the emperor, I'm sorry, Obi-Wan and um, uh, Anakin himself. So Reva knew, she knew. So it broke canon because she's known for the last 10 years. So like the fact that there was a youngling who didn't die, that breaks canon? No, that she knows that Anakin and Darth Vader are the same person. But, But she knew that because of who she was before. So technically, if she then becomes that again... She was a jet. She was a Jedi in training, right? So, if she then goes back to being a Jedi in training and then dies, or something like that, how that doesn't necessarily break canon, does it? Because no one told her she didn't go spouting that information because she wanted to get her revenge. She wasn't going to let someone else get it. So, like, I don't. I just. I get what you're saying. I just don't think it breaks canon. More is just adding to it. Than going, yeah, going yeah, down. they have they have time to correct it. Yes, that's, that's but, what I'm getting. That's what yeah. I'm getting at. Like currently, though, where the story is left off right now, it's breaking canon because you know she. That's one person that is not supposed to know who Vader is. So right, currently. I get I get that part of it, but I guess I'm yeah. just saying like the story's not over. So maybe at the moment, until they first of all, with, yeah. I don't disagree with you that like I see where you're coming from. I'm just saying that yeah, nobody was ever that. supposed to know about Luke and Leia. Like I don't know, like what th- that's not that's not even the, never like George never had that in mind when he created the, from episode three to episode four, and nobody was ever now, supposed to know what in George's in George's uh, uh, thing. You know, he uh, gave Luke the same last name as his father, so. You know, well, that's that's a great point. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not going to sit there and argue that point. But the only reason why they got away with it is because nobody felt nobody knew that Anakin Skywalker was still alive. Right. And and they lived yeah. in tattooing. So there was no reason why, you know, they would ever question is, like, oh, so, you know, someone's like looking at like the, the school like yearbook and like Skywalker. Is that one of the uh, the Shmi Skywalkers? No, 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 no. That's one of the Johnson Skywalkers. He's a different. He's they they come from a 
few counties over. They have the same last name, but they're not related. What, what I'm getting at, Ryan, exact, exactly. Like what I'm getting at is that's, that's another thing where you kind of have to accept in your mind, like, oh no, it's no big deal that the last name thing, that's no big deal. But then like something like, that's, I guess that's what I was getting at earlier when I was saying like there's certain aspects of the, we made more movies 30, 40 years later that you're kind of just going to have to accept that like not everything will fit 100% perfect no matter what they do when they make more. Whenever they add to the story, there will be little things, little phrases that them this point to be supposed to be a secret and yet he has the same name. And so like things like that will just always be there. What it's I just, would say to that, though, is I call that like when we talked about the prequels, we called those things out, the inconsistencies, right? Like, so I'm going to call it out right now as well. It's like, yeah, it, they're going to be there. But if you would actually like, again, just respect what came before it. Yeah, George made something silly back in the 70s and 80s where Adam West was Batman, right? Like, w- 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 would would we like be OK with Adam West Batman now if it was made? No. Right. Yes. We want we want to we want Better. the Dark Knight. We want we want Robert Pattinson Batman. We don't want like a goofy Batman. Every time he strikes someone, you go, but doink. You know all what I'm saying? Like times have changed is all I'm saying. So I'm going to hold it to the standard that like, hey, if George says in his canon, like, hey, I didn't have this happen then it just shouldn't happen. Like you, you're smart enough people to like write around that. That's my point. It's like, you don't need this person knowing all this stuff. Why does she have to know all this? That's like, you don't need to do that. But, but it's not necessarily what I'm, what I'm getting at is that just because you didn't originally intend for that to be the case does not mean that there can't be one character who then they make a story within. So for example, the entire Ahsoka character was never originally intended or she would have been in the movies at mm-hmm. some point and no one looks and says she that, that broke the canon therefore i don't like this and this, and this. yeah but I she doesn't i still do see there you go see there are people who feel that way i'm saying no one no, no. one who likes the those things how did he she change canon though how does she change anything that happened in four five and six i don't see how reva changes any of how does she change anything know. that happened after three how well, does, she did because does, now somebody knows. What if she's di- What if she dies before? It's too late. Years? She already knows. She's known for ten years. That's my point. It's like nobody ever knew, but this person for ten years have been running around knowing that Anakin and Vader are the same person. Who, who knew? Who knew that no one ever knew? Who knew that? That's the way George said it. That was his story. I just, I just feel like you are projecting <laughs> what the I'm canon not- has to be. Just because George Lucas intended that to be the case at one point, it can still be changed. George Lucas is not like the be-all, know-all for every single aspect. What? Luke, I am muting you right now. I am done. I'm done with this. No, because he himself chose to give that up when he sold to Disney. Hold on. He had seven, eight, nine planned out. And rather than make them. And it sounded way better. I agree. But he sold it to Disney because yes. he wanted four billion dollars. And did you and did you complain about the sequel trilogies, Luke? Yes. So I can complain about this. And here's the other thing: it's not just this one thing that broke canon. There's multiple things in the show that broke canon, and that's my problem. If it's just one thing, fine. 
But it's like all these other things. It's like they didn't really even care to try. That's my hey. point. They didn't try. Hey, remember and remember in the, one of the best scenes in Star Wars when uh, Luke is given his father's lightsaber for the first time and he doesn't know anything about the Jedi. So Obi-Wan gives a really nice speech about the Jedi and the Force and all this stuff. And then you remember that 10 years before that, Luke was attacked in his own home by an evil lady using a lightsaber. He never saw the lightsaber. They made sure. Oh, whatever. Go look. Go look. Just so you know. I don't care. I don't don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. That's that's the whole Reva subplot, in my opinion. I'm with you, Ryan. Was a bad. Everything Everything they did, I agree with you. But I just think to nitpick the canon aspect of it because they all, they'll keep adding to the canon as they go. They don't have does to. It, it, but but that's just going to keep happening. Like it did with, they added Ahsoka and now they're making a TV show about it. They're going to keep trying to add things that don't exactly break it because Yeah, they're because squeezing one, every single drop of juice they could possibly get. That's that's I guess that's more how I would look at it. How Chris is looking at it. Like they are they're being, they're seeing what they can fit into these. They're, what happened is they're terrified of moving beyond the Skywalker saga. And so they're going to get every drop of story juice out before it runs up against the actual movies. And then at some point they have to move on and do something completely different. But today is not that day. Right, right. So like in this case, one character who knew something that, she's not supposed to know that does not get around to spreading it in in someone someone could say well that doesn't break or change anything because as far as any of these other characters knew no one knew that she knew other than obi-wan and then she dies in season two or something like that or on other some other show what i'm saying is they're liberal with their a lot what they allow themselves to do like okay as long as this adds up to this we're fine I, I don't you don't like it I don't necessarily like it either but I don't like the phrase that it breaks the canon I think it's oh, but just, you're gonna hear that phrase when we get to the ugly so you better get you get better get well, really used to it I don't think that like, necessarily I don't think that breaks it I don't think that breaks it they're just adding more to it no no they they broke it and now they're gonna reset it that's that it's like resetting <laughs> a bone when it breaks then you gotta reset it that's what they're doing they break it then they reset it because um and and, and my point is I guess is is like largely when it comes to canon again i'll just say it's not it's not just this one thing if it was this one thing i can overlook it it's not that big of a deal but it's multiple things and i just think it's lazy writing you don't have to put this in the show like you don't need to so that's my problem with it and it wasn't actually and it wasn't supposed to be it wasn't they thought they added they thought they were adding something extra that you didn't know about and that that was so in their mind whoever made these decisions, they looked at it like, oh, the Clone Wars, Rebels, uh, all this stuff, adding to the canon. So they thought that they would add this character that would add to the canon. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. they, they, aren't, they aren't necessarily in their mind breaking it. They're adding someone in that can fit. And I'm saying her story's not done yet. So you don't really know. I hope that. Darth Maul kills let's, her. That'd let's, be great. Let's agree let's that they are- with a good time. They're, they're bending canon. They're bending it right now. Maybe it will snap back into place, but for now it's a little bent. You know, it's off. It's tilted a little bit. So they're, they're flirting with they're, 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 they're definitely not 
concerned about people like you, Ryan, who are are looking at the exact way it's supposed to be, which is concerning. Yeah. I think they care more. At this point, they care more about the prequels than the original movies because that's what, like, this generation likes more. That's fair. So they're, they're more concerned about keeping whatever in line with that than what comes in the future. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. But I just wish they would just try something new 500 years in the future. But maybe like, because like, I like the Mandalorian. Like, they like that's a, I just don't. Okay, let's just move on, guys. So any other bad, we got to go. Otherwise, um, we're going to be here until right. like oh, three in the morning. Uh, Brian, you had another one? Yeah, I, I wish we would have gotten some more flashback scenes related from uh, Kenobi and Vader. I think it did a really good job in episode um, uh, or part three where they had kind of that fight scene, like kind of overshadowing what's going on. Um, I wish just as a whole for this, I was really hoping that it'd focus on Kenobi and Vader and just tie in that storyline and kind of over arc to that last episode. Um, I, I think that was a missed opportunity for them. Yeah, I agree. I thought, yeah, me and you talked about it. I think it's, it's mm. like it would have been really cool if like every every episode was set up with a flashback of like moments where Anakin and Obi-Wan had a, like a similar decision to make and how they both responded to that decision. And then then as the like episode four, five and six, you could have had them together. So like, uh, you know, the decision between Padme and um, Obi-Wan's lover, Satine, Satine. Um, yeah. That would have been kind of cool to to see the difference between the way they handle those situations. But that um, would require having an actual budget, though. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, any bad. other bad? Oh, go bad. ahead, Luke. Go ahead. I wish we would have seen the other Inquisitors, including the Grand Inquisitor, do some cool Inquisitor Anything? stuff. Yeah. That would have been yeah. nice. I'm not uh, sure the guy who looked like, not that I'd ever play such a game, but the guy who looked like uh, Kung Lao from Mokka. Yeah. <laughs> I wish he would have done something cool. Yeah. I don't know if we ever saw him ignite a lightsaber. I don't know. If no, we... he just grumbled oh, a yeah. lot. Yeah. yeah, it's giving up, sister. Like, no, I'm not. It felt like the Knights of Ren. Yeah. Luke, Luke, no lie. I, I, I wrote down Inquisitors equals Knights of Ren. I literally frustrating. Why? Yeah. Why are we? Why do we did that? Why do we do that now in two straight things where we have this group of dudes, chicks, whoever that could be really cool, and then we don't see them do cool things, but yet we spent like time on a chase scene multiple times where Princess Leia is running, and and not very believably like fast away from people. Like, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, that's fair. Why? That's fair. That's I also will say like. The Inquisitors weren't really like dark side. I didn't feel like they were like true villains because they had like their limit. Like anytime Reva was overstepping, they're like, oh, was, you're, you're going too far, third sister. You can't go that far. It's like, you Hi. guys are evil. You guys are evil. Why do you care? And but then the- I, I think it's yeah. evil with a purpose. Just chopping off someone's hand just in the middle of a market isn't going to really get info out of anybody so i mean like every scene though she was always going too far and it's like you guys are evil why do you care and then the other thing was like i think how defiant reva was i'm like 
wouldn't wouldn't you think the Grand Inquisitor would have killed her? Like, I don't understand why, like, she continued to get like they don't like they don't care. Why wouldn't she like like she defied her like six times before she stabbed her? I'm like, wouldn't wouldn't you just kill a person if you really want to play by the rules of some good guys, antiheroes or whatever? Like, why didn't he just kill her? So I I thought they were following like under military system. So you're not just going to kill a sergeant because they disagree with you. So oh, totally. uh, have no. you seen Darth Vader? <laughs> you should, you should, uh, Vader's a different story. On, He's got you should, uh, read up on Vietnam. Okay. <laughs> That's right. That's Can we right. get to the ugly? Yeah. Well, like, okay. I would and also yeah. like to point out that the second sister from uh, Jedi Fallen Order was cooler than the third sister, which was frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, any other bad guys? Are we ready to go to the ugly? Okay, let's go to the ugly. The ugly. The ugly. <laughs> Ew! Okay, Chris, what's your first ugly? Um, I don't know about you guys, but I was really, really worried that uh, Luke was going to get killed at the end. <laughs> So I'm glad I'm glad that he survived. <laughs> what I was a hint. concerned about his parents. I thought they might. T- oh wait, no, that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uncle Owen and Aunt Brew were really in danger, but How luckily much they. How would it have been if Uncle Owen is the one who killed Riva, and then that was in front of Luke, and Obi Wan came in and was all like, "See, you can't be doing this," and there was another confrontation or something. Like it would have been better. Well, also, it would have made much more sense when Obi-Wan left them at the end. It was like, I trust you to protect the kids, the kid now. So I'll leave you guys alone. And it's like, well, didn't they just like almost let the kid die? Like, I don't understand why you trust them to protect them. So you're absolutely right, Luke. That would have made a lot more sense with the way they ended that storyline, too. Yeah. What I mean, in Star Wars, he's like, I told you to stay away from that crazy hermit. So maybe in season three four or five or however many they're going to make of this. We get to see like 14 year old Luke going and hanging out with Ben or something. But at the end, all we can assume is what happens at the end of this series directly into star Wars. All right. We can't assume there's going to be more. So all all we see at the end of this series, he's like, Hey, you want to go, you want to go meet him? You want to go make a pal? You know, you're friendly. Cut to Star Wars, and he's like, I told you to stay away from that. He's a crazy old hermit. You can learn nothing from him. No part of your life. Yeah. So so, so canon is bent, right? So we'll see if they'll <laughs> put it back in place. Um, so was your point, Chris, though? You said you were afraid for Luke. Um right, yeah. Was your point that like all these characters, there was like zero stakes on like every well, single yeah. character except Riva? That's, that's basically that's a good way to say it. Yeah, there's yeah. no stakes. Leia is in danger. Well, no, not really. Is Luke <laughs> in danger? No. Is Obi Wan gonna survive? Obviously. Are Uncle Owen and Aunt Brew gonna survive? Obviously. Are we deepening any of our characters' understanding or making Star Wars better? By what happened to them? No. So what's the point? Reva's the only Reva by default should be the most interesting character because we've never seen her before and we don't know what's gonna happen. So I mean they dropped the ball on her, but by definition, she's the only one that's a mystery. So what were you gonna say, Brian? Oh, we we talked about me and 
uh, Ryan talked about on our week to week like podcast. And it's there. There's no stakes because we know exactly where these characters are going to end up. So when mm-hmm. Leia's getting interrogated by Reva, we're like, she's going to be fine. Like nothing's going to happen mm-hmm. to her. You know, it's the same thing with that last scene with Luke. It's like she's not going to kill him because obviously he's in the end of this. You know, it's the same thing with like mm-hmm. the Vader fight. He wasn't buried by rocks because we know Kenobi survives this and beats him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just it, so, that's the issue ahead. when you bring you bring in these characters that already have, you know, we know where they're going to be in this port in this part. So, you know, it doesn't really give it that gravitas as I think they wanted to like, you know, raising the stakes and more like suspense because we know it's going to be all right. So, and then, I mean, this is the question I was going to bring up earlier. I just say it now too. Why didn't Obi-Wan just kill Vader? I know he can't because we know he can't, but he had the second chance. He kicked his butt. Vader's like his life support fuzzing and crackling and his mask is all destroyed. He's just like stands there like crying, like go, go kill him. He can kill Vader, but once he cuts that mask, he sees Anakin in there, and that's where he can't. Yeah, kill him. I, yeah, you're right. But no, it's it's, it's dumb. I, like, <laughs> why? Like again, this is where lazy writing comes in to me. Like, why couldn't like the Inquisitors show up and like give Obi Wan a reason yeah. to run from that situation? Yeah. Great that's idea. all you need to do. Like because. Obi-Wan's too good of a guy to leave Anakin alive because he knows not only what he has done, but what he is capable of and what he does. So like in essence, like to me, like Obi-Wan has to take some of the blame for the next 10 years of chaos that Vader causes, because if you, you could have ended him like lazy writing to me is like, just if, if you had the three inquisitors come and do their like spinning blade things, like after, um, Obi-Wan like to get him to run away from Vader like okay that makes sense he couldn't finish him off they didn't give him time mm-hmm. to but I just felt yeah. like that was lazy like oh he has to live so we'll have them have a passionate speech and then he's just gonna yeah. walk away and I'm just like come on that doesn't make I, sense I, I, I don't want to see Obi-Wan cry either I don't know it's just me I, don't I wish see too. I wish he would have tried to convince Anakin to come back because remember that scene in Return of the Jedi where he's like, you're, you know, Obi-Wan thought once as you did, you know, it's like it would have been like make the most of that scene. Like if you're going to bend canon, like make the most of that scene. Luke, did you have something to say? I, I just I I disagree that it would have been better if like the Inquisitors showed up because then you'd be rightfully complaining that Darth Vader needed these weak Inquisitor guys to come and save him from Obi Wan. Like that would be like the ultimate weakling move. Well, obviously, he needed someone to save him. Well, <laughs> yes. Well, one one could argue that he he won the fight, but was blinded by the fact that it, Ryan originally told me when we were talking about this. He's like, "How did he not sense that Obi Wan was still alive?" And and I, yeah, I, I didn't like issues. that. Either. I have issues yeah. with that whole rock thing and all that stuff too. But like. When it comes down to it, it's two different philosophies, or at least in in how the force works. There, where Obi Wan was saying at the end of the show, "I'm done, I'm done worrying about this stuff. The force will take care of it. The force will allow Luke to grow up and to be who he needs to be. It will do." It was like it was like he was back to being a Jedi, 
So to me, when he walked away at the end, that was what a Jedi would do. That is a defenseless no, guy. No, it's not. That I, is a defenseless. Just... That is a defenseless no. guy. Ryan. He wouldn't he leave a Sith. He wouldn't he's leave not, a Sith Lord alive. He's not, he's not an executioner. He's no longer. He's now defenseless, like Count Dooku was when Anakin killed Count Dooku, and he's like, "I should not have done that." He was defenseless. That is not the Jedi way. Here, he was choosing to be a Jedi in that moment. So, and and one could argue that had he not done that, that it could have set off a whole different course where he could, Obi-Wan could have turned evil or something like that. Oh, also, guys, we know that Vader is alive. Like, it doesn't make any sense. The only way that we get to episode four is Vader being alive. So, right. so you have so Ryan wants a reason. In the Ryan, first place. Ryan wants a reason for why Obi-Wan would not just go and kill him right there. And what I'm telling, what I'm saying is that to me, it made sense that he wouldn't do it because that's not, that's not how the Jedi work. They don't so, go and just kill someone. Well, the Jedi, when the Jedi are fighting, I guess he shouldn't have killed Darth Maul. He should have just like chopped his legs off technically, and then left him alive. Te- technically. <laughs> I mean, no, he, so, he so didn't <laughs> technically, but see, okay, the, well, the difference is Darth Maul was not defenseless. Yeah. He didn't move. Moment. Did you see the shock on his face? <laughs> he wasn't moving. He was defenseless. He was so shocked he that he had a lightsaber <laughs> and he was. He didn't have around. his like, Yeah, he didn't have his lightsaber on. You only have half his. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. So I get where you're coming from with the Count Dooku. It's a good. It's a good kind of barometer. So what did Anakin say should have happened to Dooku? He should have stand trial. That's what he Correct. said. He should have went and stand trial. So in, in a sense, you he needs to go and receive justice. The Republic no longer exists, Ryan. Correct. That's the big point. The Empire's in control. They're tyrannical. So the only justice that can be served to Darth Vader at this point to pay for the crimes that he committed would be to kill him. That's not the Jedi way, Ryan. It's the Jedi have Jedi killed. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to show me where in episode four, five, or six that George originally wrote that the Jedi were executioners at some point because that would okay. Be here, here we go. Here we go. Empire, the Emperor. I mean, Vader turns into a Jedi and throws the Emperor off the balcony to kill him. Who lived? Who lived and apparently caused episode right, but he seven, didn't eight, know nine, that yeah. he thought he was killing him, <laughs> and it was so much of a sacrifice that he was able to become a force ghost. So apparently, it can be the Jedi way. Was 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 uh was that because an executioner? Was he defenseless or was he trying to force? He was defensive when he was holding the guy up, and was here's he, the other was thing. he trying to force lightning and kill someone at the moment? I think he really. We're really stretching the limits of defenseless here. Yeah, I know. But like now, wounded it? wounded in combat does not mean defenseless. I don't right. know. I don't know. I, I feel like at saying, that point he'd already won. He already and then and then and then Vader goes on to kill more Jedi and people and rule with the iron fist. So at least he was a Jedi. His conscience can be yeah. cleared in that moment. That's great for yeah. He was trusting in the force, yeah. Ryan. He all you need to do force. is be like, hey, this is the reason why Obi-Wan left and didn't finish off Vader. We wouldn't even be having this discussion, right? Like, it's just smart writing to me. Did you want, did you want the ground to crack open and separate between Ray and Kylo okay. Ren from each other so that, is that what you I wanted? wanted? 
you saw Avatar: The Last Airbender, though, right? Like the, the you've seen all of the seasons. Didn't that terrain look like where Fire King Ozai and Aang fought with the 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 rock pillars all around them? It would have been it would have been a, a, an interesting. It looked like it looked like a there. set that they made really really easy and cheap, and then they could put inside the volume. That's what it looked like. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, let's go to another ugly guys. We got to get Brian to bed. Um, good. I don't got work tomorrow. I'm just, I'm just worried everybody's gonna think you guys aren't gonna talk anymore. Oh no, he's, he's actually over. We're gonna probably debate a bunch of NBA stuff. This is me, yeah. me and Luke. Yeah, I'm in a different room right now. This is not my room with with all of these uh sweet pick puzzles, puzzles. Yeah, those yeah, are, puzzles. Those are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but he's over right now. Yeah, no, me and oh, Luke, gotcha. this, is, okay. this is the way we talk to one another. I'm going to have to hire you, Brian, to come up and hang out sometime and help me figure out the having the mic in the same, like you and Sarah do, but anyway. Okay, sounds good. Um, Let's see here. Uh, let's see, who did we not get an ugly from yet? I think we just did one ugly, guys. Only one? <laughs> I have, yeah, I have one that's honestly. not honestly. I have one that's not confrontational because okay. I have two and I have not done either. So go ahead, Luke. I, well, I was going to defer to Brian. He's got two. I have one. No, you're good, man. Go ahead. All right. Um, I, I like Natalie Portman. I didn't see Natalie Portman at any point in this. That's ugly. Come on. <laughs> Come on. We got that's flashbacks. You can tell me. Scheduling conflicts with Thor. Oh, love and thunder Disney. you know i'm Disney. joking i'm joking but she's so jacked right now that's uh, so you have you have hayden christensen Darth Vader in a back to tank you have the perfect opportunity to have him raging Whoa, over things yeah. that he's thinking about how do you not have him thinking about some moment between him and well, padme so once bring- again that's like having a storyline that connects you know vader's emotions and stuff into this and we didn't get that and that would have been a perfect scenario to have her in perfect now my my idea was that you have a flashback and it reveals you see uh anakin and padme like mooches smooches or something and obi-wan like sees them and so you find out that obi-wan has known like for years that they were a couple and he just kind of like you know, let it go. And then that deepens his guilt uh, because he didn't, you know, put a stop to this and things spiraled out of control. So just give us like a three minute Anakin Padme scene. You know, Obi-Wan finds out they're a couple done. Real simple, real cheap, real easy. Would have been great. I would have loved it because I like me some Natalie Portman. And it also, I still feel like, I mean, this is you can you can hate as much as you want, but I still feel like we have the chance for that if they're gonna make more, especially if there's a Darth Vader show where he is becoming the the tyrant. They can totally have him in be in his little chamber where he's sitting there and he can when he's trying to however he sleeps. How does Darth Vader sleep? Do we know how that happens? Anyways, I feel like he would have a nightmare like at all times when he's trying to sleep. Like they can totally still do it. It's just there was an opportunity there and it would have been great. And they didn't take the opportunity. And I'm really bummed about that. That is ugly. Yeah, yeah I'd take all these stories that we're talking about if 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 they're written well. That's that's the thing. Um, Brian, you what what about your first ugly? Um, my first ugly regards uh Reva and basically her storyline, just some stuff that I couldn't really get over, specifically. Um, somehow she's this master finder, <laughs> she knows to use Leia 
um, and that's how to get Kenobi out, as well as um, when she finds that pathway, um, she knows how to get to it as well. It's just like stuff like that, that like there were a couple instances where she could just like find things and they never explain that. And they're making it seem like it's a force capability, but also too, when she's like interrogating people and she can like kind of see. Um, so like Haja, like she could tell like where they were going by just like reading into his mind. But yet for uh, Tala, like when she was on that inquisitor base and, you know, she knew that there was something she was hiding, but she couldn't tell like exactly what that is. She didn't even try to like read her mind, but that, and then also just like the main thing, the stabbing, like surviving order 66 with that wound, as well as like, vader knowing that she survived and letting her live this entire time you know and the grand inquisitor also knew and they just had her as like some sort of guinea pig to see like what she would do this entire time you know it just it it, it didn't make any sense yeah I, I i especially agree with you vader the second time should have made like killed her like like nobody in this in this series knows how to kill anybody like that's that's really the lesson like she didn't know mm -hmm. how to kill the grand inquisitor right uh vader couldn't kill her her um her twice and it's just like everybody lives no matter what like obi-wan didn't kill vader i mean we don't we don't have to hash that out but i'm just saying like nobody knows how to kill anybody in this series right so. yeah and that kind of leads into my second ugly which is the hard swings we got from being like a kid-like show to someone's hands getting chopped off, stormtroopers getting chopped in two. Like, you know, it just, <laughs> it was all over the place. Yeah, I think it's, be again, like it's because they wrote it to be this, a movie. The movie was supposed to be like a PG-13 movie. It's a little bit more serious and dark because of the time period Obi-Wan is in his own personal life. And mm. then when this other writer comes in and like, let's stretch that two-hour movie into four hours or whatever. Well, we're going to put these goofy things for kids in there, but then it just makes it the, the tone of the show completely inconsistent. And that was part of the problem I had with the show. Yeah. Keeps coming back to where it was. I agree with everything you said, Brian. I, I even liked that Darth Vader was cool with knowing who Reva was the whole time. I was, mm. I was cool with him, like being the smartest one of that whole situation. But then like, I don't get the grant the inquisitor plot where he just pops in and like it but like it all comes down to the fact that again we had a show about obi-wan that should have been two and a half hours max that got dragged into extended thing the time that they used to fill it well wouldn't it be great if we had like a nice little heartwarming scene with leia and her little robot her little her little droid oh that'd be great and then also we're gonna chop this dude's arm off and we're gonna hand <laughs> off whatever it's like the that's i think that all is just a result of them trying to turn it into disney plus subscriptions rather than what it was originally intended to be which again for me i don't care about that stuff i got fantastic anakin obi-wan content which is what i will remember about this show that's what i will remember the show for i will not care looking back on it i won't in the same way that i don't care about how ridiculous jar jar binks was in episode one 
or how bad the dialogue was in episode two. I remember the things I liked about it. You know, I'll rem- I'll remember Anakin, Obi Wan, Darth Vader. That's what I that's what I'm gonna take away. But you guys were absolutely right. Like all this stuff is absolutely frustrating that they couldn't yeah. just care more about everything else. I agree. I agree, Luke. And well said. You know, it's going to be funny because I think when I look back at this series, I'm going to treat it like I do the sequels. Like there's things in it that I really like and I appreciate and that's what I'll focus on. But there these things right now I have to get off my chest and that's why I have a podcast to do that. So I'm going to get it off my chest. Um, I'll talk about my first ugly, a lack of Star Wars music actually in Star Wars. Like they didn't have, I don't know if you guys noticed that, but they did not have a lot of star, actual Star Wars music. Did you guys mm-hmm. notice that? Yeah, I mean, Mandalorian's got like a cool, you know, motifs in every episode. And uh, yeah, they did a, in the last episode, they did a really, uh, I don't know if it was the exact, if it was just a sample of, uh, I forget what the music was from Empire Strikes Back, but the Empire Strikes Back music showed up in episode six. Yeah, it was the most. It was the best music of the whole series, and we're like, well, we got to go back forty years of John Williams pieces to <laughs> have a memorable music part. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't really tap into that Star Wars music, which I think is a huge part of Star Wars. Like, I think the music. It, you know, uh, I was listening to someone talk about it, and I thought they hit it on the head. Is like the the music of Star Wars is like a character because it brings out emotion and the tone, and it just like it lacked star wars music like in in pivotal situations so i just wanted to say that was an ugly to me uh any other uglies i want to hear your i got to go to bed soon so i want to hear the rest of your uglies oh okay uh do you have real quick luke you had another one or no it was just that everyone was a human on tattooing pretty much right like i thought that was kind of frustrating that that's not how that's not how episode four was and it there's really no excuse for that right like that's, Very why, true. Is that, why is that the case that doesn't make any sense i didn't i thought something like that was was poorly done also it was a perfect opportunity to have tashi station involved they didn't use it you, you know who wasn't a human freck that's fair that's fair okay well i'll get into another one of my uglies inconsistent goofy writing i got a bunch of examples here i'll fire through them if you want to add anything as i fire through them just raise your hand now real quick disclaimer just because star wars in 1970 had goofy things in it uh entertainment evolves uh so you need to adapt to entertainment now they that is not an excuse okay i don't want to hear it right okay there we go um the jedi getting away in the first episode by dropping the canopy and then the inquisitors are like oh what are we gonna do how do we get to them okay that's that's number one Mm -hmm. already mentioned chase scenes okay not just the one where uh where leia was in the forest but even obi-wan chasing after leia like that girl got super speed or something because for some reason she is uncatchable best um tag team master champion right there oh no no tag not tag team tag yeah um tala the entire scene of her breaking into the inquisitor base was just how she was talking right next to a dude that was like like right here 
and like he wasn't like suspicious um when she goes to with that guy that officer and somehow takes him out with like three people like a bunch of people four feet away um the the co- I like her character i liked her character though i did too i, liked, I did I liked too. her character yeah. she was she uh, was a good addition to the show like she was when she was on the screen i was like oh this is kind of cool this yeah. is amazing. i like her mm-hmm. and then of course she didn't make it but reva did yeah yeah right. she wasn't bad yeah uh, i did not feel any emotional attachment though when she died like okay, okay. she's dead uh go ahead or, or uh when they were getting shot at by stormtroopers and then she got shot in the stomach and Obi-Wan was like a little bit away with a lightsaber and didn't decide to like yeah. defend anyone with the lightsaber. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we already talked about, uh, there was, Oh, the, the coat scene where Leia's like the, 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 the whole place is on lockdown. And for some reason people aren't like, vigilant and don't see this like guy with a humpback on his hip that has legs like didn't notice that that was, was kind of before i know it. i was episode it four. was because even when that he was in the tunnel and like he's hiding and it's like if you went and stood behind a pillar in an empty tunnel and turned around and looked you'd be like oh look at that dude who's hiding behind like yeah that was no. a great that that episode was so frustrating yeah that's that, that it's true it's true um vader fire scene we already talked about that he he put up the fire and then he doused it and then for some reason he couldn't do it the second time the laser fence scene i don't know if you guys noticed this i noticed this the second time i rewatched. uh he could have walked around the uh <laughs> laser fence he was acting like it was there and like oh how am i gonna get by and he shoots it and then it turns it off he actually could have just walked around it uh, I don't know if you guys know that. Um, okay, I have a comment about that. Yeah, I go guess, ahead. Because that's basically a callback to the original Star Wars, right? Because Luke uh, shoots the uh, the door panel in the Death Star. Mm-hmm. It doesn't magically make the door work. He actually it just like destroys the panel. But remember, they get like trapped. Mm-hmm. I guess my point is that if uh, in Star Wars, if all your uh, laser grid defenses, you don't need to actually unlock them. If someone is attacking you, just shoot the panels and they just automatically turn off. It seems like a really uh, flawed defense system from their contractor. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, agreed. Bale's message to Obi-Wan. Second time rewatched it, didn't make sense. He's like, I haven't heard from you, so you might be captured. So I'm going to go look after the boy that no one's supposed to know about. Uh, he's shame he, if someone were to meet me there. Yeah, he, he actually, he says, if I don't hear from you, I'll go t- check on Luke. No, 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 so, no. I, I get that part of it. It's, yeah. it's sending the message in the first place, because if he's captured at that point, like he's telling no. the the people who yeah, captured yeah. him that he has so that's why that's silly it's like my, my biggest thing about that is more of uh he knows vader is anakin because he wants to go check on luke to make sure but we never see anything where you know obi-wan lets him know you know yeah that, that's another good point and it did take a while it sent from when he received that message to when they left the planet so i'm surprised that somebody wasn't already sent if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So that whole scene was ridiculous. Okay. Uh, really like the scene about 
Vader killing Anakin, but he did say in episode three that you are what you made me. So it kind of like contradicts itself. Like one is saying, well, you know, you created Vader. And then it was like, no, I, by killing Anakin created Vader. So um, what was the lesson that Vader learned at the end of episode six? Because uh, episode five was clear. Uh, The lesson was he gets distracted. He doesn't pay attention to his surroundings, by the way. Same lesson that Bruce Wayne learned in Batman Begins. Don't know if you guys know that, but uh, that. Qui Gon Chin is a great teacher. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, good point. Yeah, good night, man. Um, uh, how about how Reva got to tattooing so fast from getting impaled at the end of Episode Five to just she's showing up? That's a classic Episode Nine. Kylo Ren needs another ship. Don't worry, he has one. Don't ask where he got it. Well, Obi Wan also got there within like fifteen minutes like or wherever. He at least had a ship that he <laughs> that's took. Fair. Okay, that's, all right. Yeah. That's that's Disney seems to have this thing where they're like, yeah. look, ships grow on trees. You can like give a little bit of water or something. You can use the force to just make a ship show up. Like they they have a tendency to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Obi Wan's statement to um who who's the actor the cuba not um ice cube son whatever or whoever oh, it is. Jackson, yeah, yeah. Ice cube son. yeah yeah ice cube son he said okay this is 10 years after the empire has been in power he said you you have no idea what the empire is capable of it's like that's a weird statement to make i don't understand that uh impenetrable fortress can I, can I add one can i yeah add go one? ahead go ahead he was all like dude there's no way I can possibly help you. This is ridiculous right now. It's so bad. And Obi-Wan's like, but come on, man. You know you want to. He's like, yeah, you're right. If you need my help, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great one. Yeah, no, yeah that's a good one. Um, the impenetrable fortress that was penetrated five years before the impenetrable fortress was brought up in the show by Cal Kestis. Uh, and they didn't like try it all. Yeah, they Underwater, didn't try it at same, all to help. The same way. Yeah. In the same exact way. They did not do anything I, I haven't played the games yet did they did they know he came from the water in the games like, it is was, that how he's caught or it was like how is anyone going to get in here and so he sneaks in from behind from under the water mm-hmm. and gets in through the and then but well i mean i feel like, I feel like i'm giving away the end yeah don't 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 yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay. anyways this has happened before is what right I'm right okay. <laughs> also how is your underwater glass not bullet or laser proof like underneath the water i don't like i don't i don't get that like what's up with that um let's see here uh we talked about obi-wan trusting anakin and owen i mean um and and uncle obi-wan trusting them after they failed sort of um, door only big enough for Leia. Why in the world? It, so in episode five, that that they couldn't get that thing open. It's like, oh, I'm not big enough to fit in to where all the the electronics is to open the door. But only Leia could fit through that door. You don't got like a droid or something. I don't know. Yeah, that was kind of ridiculous. Also, you save her and then you let her like, oh yeah, just let her run through the pipes. Yeah, nobody out how to <laughs> fix this ship. You know. And then the last thing I would say, uh, Obi-Wan just, I, I, I appreciate he got his powers back, but I just ha- I think it happened way too quickly for 
you know, like, and, and how he's so much, he's like so much powerful now that he's as powerful as Vader. I just like, that was a little too fast for me personally, but I understand they had to get the story done in six episodes, but it was just like too quick. It was like, like no, no big deal. We needed a training montage. Yeah. Yeah. First, or let- first, he, lifts, first he lifts a pebble and then you get a big rock and then <sighs> you get a boulder. What's the Rocky then, Four song? The, yeah, and the then Rocky you get like Four fifty song. rocks at once. I have the tiger. He should have had I and the tiger play in the background. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's a lot of. I, I didn't write them all down, but them were some of the notable inconsistent, goofy writing, and that's why. Although some would say this is nitpicking, I think after I read the third thing down this list, I don't think it's no longer lit- nitpicking. I'm thinking that it's inconsistent and goofy writing. So, um, okay. Any other ugly guys? I guess this isn't uh, ugly. This is just, again, you know, some of the weirdness of the star Wars writing in general, but I guess why, why did Yoda say that Luke and Leia needed to be separated? I mean, twins, people adopt twins all the time. Why would it be so crazy that Bale and his wife, Oh, we've always wanted a little girl. We'll give him, give him a little boy too. Obi Wan, just give him a penthouse on Alderaan and be like, you know, you get to run around, or you know, an apartment out in the woods, away from everyone else, so no one knows that Obi Wan is living on Alderaan. You know what? Once the kids are of age, go out into the woods and train with Jedi stuff with Uncle Uncle Obi Wan. Because yeah. why why is he waiting? He's gonna wait till Luke is 20 years old and then he's gonna start training him in the force. Why doesn't he train Leia in the force at any at this point? I think none I of think this they, makes sense. Didn't they separate him just in case they found one of them that he wouldn't find both of them? I guess. Yeah. That was the reason why. Yeah. But you are right that like Obi-Wan should have just took him to Tatooine and just cared for him himself because you, no, you yeah, should have exactly. started training Obi you should have started training him at like five. Right? Like yeah. like otherwise he can uh, form attachments, which is what happened with Anakin, right? Go ahead, yeah. Luke. Unfortunately, you have to blame George Lucas on this one because they, yeah. were not, they were not supposed to be brother and sister. They were not supposed to be at the same yeah. spot. One has to be yeah. on Tatooine and one has to be on Alderaan. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. can't yeah. have them be in the same spot. It wouldn't make any I know. Sense. I'm just saying, in in universe, this doesn't. This plan is like really stupid. It's yeah. not the greatest plan as far as plans go. The Jedi also were not the smartest group of people yeah. who themselves to be overthrown by a group yeah. of clones that they never actually yeah. knew about. Them. Yeah, that they did no investigating. They didn't go through the clone manual book. You know, they're like, someone's like, someone yelled out like order eight and a clone like goes and does something like, oh, they have a bunch of orders imprinted. Let's go through the manual and figure out which each of their like code phrases is oh order 66 that's a (laughs) kill all of us that's kind of a bad one (laughs) watch the clone wars tv show too like they find out about the inhibitor chips and they're like that's normal they said it was nothing it's fine (laughs) it's it's okay it's okay no big deal that they were freaking out about it anyways that's too bad okay um 
I'll just sit on my two other things that I wrote down, which we don't have to get into detail about. This is already a long enough podcast, but the canon bending stuff, I'm just going to relate them uh, again. Reva knowing Vader and the kids, Vader and Obi-Wan meeting again before episode four, that, that that's canon bending. Um, Leia knowing Obi-Wan, canon bending. Qui-Gon's physical form, canon, uh, canon bending. And multiple people knowing that Leia uh, and Obi-Wan, uh, well, that Leia is a, is a way to attract Obi-Wan. There were more people that saw Leia when I, in my second watch when I rewatched it. There was more people than I thought that saw Leia, you know, when when she was being um, mm-hmm. captured. So there was more people that knew that Leia had some sort of connection to Obi Wan, and it never gets brought up again. So but why we wouldn't get, we did get to see how Darth Vader got the scar on his head? Which was and you know what favored by Obi Wan, which you were definitely wondering, Ryan. Yeah, I was. I was. That. You were I made wondering. fan. I made fan fictions about that. Now I don't. I now I can stop. That's so nice <laughs> to know. Him, him calling him Darth. You're like, when did he start calling him Darth? Now That's you it. know. Yeah. Now you know. Yeah, that was that was right up there with uh, Han Solo's last name. So I'm glad that got answered. <laughs> Luke slipping and getting knocked out before seeing Riva's lightsaber. You were wait, you were expecting that. Come yeah, on. Yeah. And then um, just something that I saw real quick. Um, some nods to the sequels that because I don't like the sequels, I didn't really appreciate Luke and uh, Obi Wan basically being Luke Skywalker. That that was a nod to the sequels burying the lightsabers. That was a nod to the sequels. Um, again, why did the Jedi not keep their lightsabers on them? I I, I don't know. Um, the rocks. That's another nod to the sequels when Ray like pulled all the rocks up randomly. Um, the food on Tatooine. Another nod to the sequels. And then the mind reading interrogation was another nod to the sequels. So, there you go. Justifying the sequels. Disney Star Wars. Good for you. That's all I got for my ugly. Any other ugly guys? Brian's like, I'm ready for this podcast to be over. <laughs> okay. It, it, it's been quite the pod. Quite I know, pod. I know, I know, I know. But you have to stay. This is how you get more views is, is when you say salacious things and people are like, oh, I don't agree. So they'll comment and yell at me. So that's that's. So are you going to put a salacious title like Friendships Ended? <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to say that. <laughs> What's ugly, our friendship or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Ryan and I have had these discussions already. We we don't see eye to eye on, yeah. on the other things, but that's because I am my nostalgia for Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor blinds my <laughs> my my caring of all these other things. You're absolutely right. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with with okay. half the a good portion of the stuff is absolutely right, but I don't really care. I saw them. I saw yeah. Anakin and Obi Wan. Fighting it out again with lights. Cool if, if, step, if step in the name of love comes on, I'm still listening to that R. Kelly song. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure I Couldn't like that. They have given Hayden, like slide. Couldn't they have given Hayden like the good motion smoothing technology in his flashback scene? Because I mean, the dude still looked 40. Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I agree with that to a certain extent, but I was kind of like in that moment, I was kind of with Luke. I'm like, I'm just glad he's back on screen. So yeah, I didn't like I'm, nitpick I'm that too much. I'm just surprised they um, 
they did that era because it was before like Clone Wars and they didn't go like during Clone Wars. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, yeah. Season two, Brian. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say real quick, by the way, Anakin was so a Sith in that training session, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, Just so you guys know, I was like, wow, Obi-Wan should be correcting his thinking like way, you know, like it was bad. Go ahead, Chris. Um, One comment about that, too. I just thought I didn't like I, I, I thought the scene was fine. I didn't like the, the way it was structured in the episode that they kept cutting to it for like 20 seconds and then cutting back like we're really, really dumb. Like show it all at once. And like we can remember by the end of the episode, like the lesson that he learns. We don't need to like cut in right at the end and then like see he's the same. I just thought it was like really like holding the audience's hand. Like you get it, you get it, you guys. Um, No, my ugly though was the last episode. I thought there was something wrong with my TV because every time they had cut to the the Obi-Wan fight, they had this like weird like grain on the camera. Like it was really like staticky and grainy. And I thought there was something wrong with my TV. But then when it cut back to the Tatooine scenes, it was in like, crystal clear HD. So I thought that was a really weird stylistic choice. Mm. So some other people I don't know if anyone else noticed that. that. No, other I bet it were, were saying that too. They said they, that they noticed the, the grain, the screen grain, film grain effect during that mm-hmm. scene was like cranked for, yeah. whatever, for whatever reason. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I didn't notice it though, Chris. Don't expect me to see that. I will. I will. I will find the littlest, littlest thing that they get wrong in story. Mm-hmm. But I, when I'm watching it, I don't even know. And by the way, Luke, to be fair, I care too much about canon stuff. So you might care about nostalgia and all that stuff too much. I care too much about I, story. I, so I care a lot about the canon as well, but only when it's been straight up officially like for like full on broken and not like to me it's just different when they they add or change a little bit that could be thrown into it compared to oh now we can hop out of light speed and it it works how we decide it works which is not even like a a thing like oh i can turn the light speed off behind the shield like that's not a thing you can't do that oh i can kind of slip it like they that's breaking the canon the canon has been established whereas in this case it's like well We've talked about this enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, if, you, if, you, if you want to re-listen, just go back about 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour and you can hear us talking about the same you thing. Can all, Ryan um, and I can sit here and do this for three hours later, a different day too. And because... yeah, it's, it, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's, uh, let's talk about just one change we would make. Maybe we can just be quick about it and then we'll rate the, the series. So maybe Chris, you want to give us your change? Uh, no characters that we know what their fate's going to be. So that there's actually a sense of mystery and danger. So no Leia, no Luke in trouble. So yeah. no, yeah. no. I mean, I guess the, the Vader thing is the least offensive of those for me. But just let's have some actual stakes. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Brian? Uh, I would say um, just more connections between Vader and Kenobi. Having them be the main story plots for this. Um, I think it would just hit harder. So that would be my one change. Yeah. Okay. And Luke? I'm ditto with Brian. More more of that. More of um more of like the connection of their relationship from the past. Just so there's an we have an excuse to see more of them playing the characters from years ago. And we didn't 
they would it was a perfect excuse and be like oh well it's fan service isn't this whole show like supposed to be fan service come on yeah that's what it is yeah it's it's it doesn't make yeah it doesn't it didn't have to be made that's so you're absolutely right about that yeah i would have i would have done this like two or three years after revenge of the sith I would have had the little girl instead of be Leia, just be a force sensitive girl trying to find her way off a tap to ween because she's getting found out. And that's mm-hmm. how I would have fixed the series that, you know, it, it, as mm-hmm. is, I mean, as is, otherwise I would have just done what the movie did. It sounded way better mm-hmm. than what this was, but that's what I would have done. Just some, some simple fix like that. And then you would have had more stakes because you're like, well, we've never seen this little girl before in any other thing. So what happens to her? So it, it's a little bit, more um i think we, you know a little bit more interesting okay uh i forgot to talk we, we're not going to talk about it, but i forgot to talk about obi-wan kenobi being con- inconsistent but i'm just going to throw that out there at the end let's rate the show let's go with luke tell me your rating of the show why it's a 10 out of 10 for you <laughs> see so i'm going to rate it and then you guys are going to go lower than what i'm going to give it so i don't really like that ryan because you're just gonna you're gonna <laughs> let me talk i was always gonna rate it, it lower and than you though and then end it okay okay uh, okay i would i would say as a whole i would give it about a seven and a half okay as a whole anytime that it was involving anakin and obi-wan was like a 10 nine and a half just because i wanted to see them on screen again i got them on screen again which is all star wars fans the prequels have wanted for years okay so so 7.5 though total series right okay brian what do you got for us for a rating um sorry i'm trying to remember what i what i rated boba fett i can't remember that but um i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna give this a 7.2 let's go with that 7.2 okay okay chris Three. <laughs> what did you give episode nine? I was I was groaning so much during the last episode. Three. The, okay. the chase scenes are the worst scenes that have ever been in a Star Wars property. The the coat scene is maybe even worse. <laughs> it, like what action is three. I'm I'm perfectly fine with the three. I think we said this in another episode, but he, he's got COVID brain right now, guys. So we'll, we'll let him slide. And I thought I was going to be low on this series. So um, we just did Thor, the dark world, uh, the great, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I rated that movie like a 4.7. I was going to say, uh, you didn't give it a five, did you? Cause it's definitely under a five. So yeah, yeah. 4.7. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to, I'm going to give this one a five. I felt like I did enjoy rewatching it um, more than I enjoyed rewatching Thor, but there just the writing. I, I think five's perfect for me because, uh, like I said before, the inconsistency, the greats that I actually like, the high highs and the low lows, five is perfect. So I'm giving it a five. Go ahead, Chris. What did you rate Boba Fett? I don't remember what I rated Boba Fett. I think I rated it like a four. I could go back and re-listen to it, but I rated it pretty low, like yeah. maybe even like a three point seven. I think this might have been better than Boba Fett. I will say that. Yeah, <laughs> that's why that's my barometer. I, I'm pretty sure it was like four for me. Um, so it's mm-hmm. better than Boba Fett, and I feel like I just rewatched Thor: The Dark World. I'm like, well, 
I, I at least enjoyed watching it more than Thor in the Dark World. And I gave that a 4.7. So this this is a five to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not better than The Phantom Menace. I'd rewatch that before I'd rewatch this. Did we, yeah, one, yeah. Did we one out of 10 episodes eight and nine when we did that, Ryan? No, we did, but we will. We will. You don't worry say, about that. I feel like. I feel like I, I would struggle to give those twos. <laughs> oh, jeez. I would have. Uh, oh no, I don't want to spoil it. But I, I, I hated I'd have, those so much. I did too, man. We, we, that one, me and you can agree on. I everything. agree with eight with you, but nine, well, I'm good with. Well, this is this is the thing. When we do those, um, I want Sarah on because Sarah liked eight. And I was like, I need somebody on the podcast that liked episode eight. Otherwise, you know, it's just us right. basically. I don't want, I want you to speak your name out of character, but I don't know if she liked it, but she thought it was all right. You know, right, but that's better was, than yeah. anybody in this group. Right? Like, that's my yeah. point. Yeah. Broom kid. And what was the guy who was like the swindler that was on the casino planet? Like, were those her favorite characters? Like, the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't want to yeah. mischaracterize sarah's <laughs> position on it i just know that she liked it way more than any of us it sounds like like and that's that's relative so she might thought it was okay but that's like way more than what we thought it was so i i kind of went yeah. around for that so anyway okay guys we all rated it right yeah okay yeah we're done we're done uh if you've listened this long good for you good for you thanks so <laughs> thanks you so made much it through the gauntlet <laughs> you are right. a true fan i'm really surprised that chris and brian are still on <laughs> like, me and Luke just, there was moments anyway i hope you guys at least enjoyed we're all still friends here we all still yeah. enjoy one another company we just disagree on things and that's okay guys that's okay um if you haven't yet me brian and sarah we did thor and Thor the Dark World, the great, the good, and bad, and ugly, to get ready for Thor Love and Thunder. So you can hear that in our podcast feed. And we also are- Ragnarok coming up this week. That's right. Next, uh, Yeah, we'll have Ragnarok. I think Monday, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it off air, but we'll have it uh, maybe record it Monday. Uh, but anyway- uh, follow me on Instagram at nuttybuddy underscore entertainment to see when I drop podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed and we will talk to you guys soon.